Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Yo. It's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void Three black fans, different perspective, got to fill your voice Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between Yeah, it's all that, and we're down with Fightful, better fall back Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat No need to double check, these are all facts You're listening to us talk raps you're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Always. Always. Welcome to Grap City. I'm Will Washington, and I'm not alone here. I'm also joined by Mr. Philip Lindsay. Church people were looking for sunday service we are here we are it is sunday it is sunday it's sunday it's yeah, not saturday three times <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's an alarm there it alarm. is yeah <laughs> i mean i'm not gonna lie as you can see i'm in a hotel right now and uh took me a little bit to get out of bed because i didn't even go to sleep till like four damn what are you doing partying and, and Kelly doing man and it's nine here, so I uh, know I had fun. I had a I had a fun time. It's Sunday, and I got to watch SummerSlam last night. You said that was a fun time. Yeah. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. <laughs> there it goes. I got my here's the thing out. For here's the, the thing. We already here's, taking it. Here's the thing. I enjoy watching wrestling with other people. No matter what, okay. whenever you're watching wrestling with other people, it's always a much more fun experience. And so, uh, shout out Denise for throwing a SummerSlam party. And, uh, you know, it's like if you're watching something you don't enjoy, like, at least you got people to talk to, right? Like, right. <laughs> you're not just sitting there, like, are, miserably are you enjoying you didn't shit. Did enjoy SummerSlam, sir? Did, is that what you said? Uh, there is 
Look, overall, there- and I tweeted, I tweeted that overall, I thought it was a pretty good show. SummerSlam uh, got straight out the gates, like just like the thing says. <laughs> but that's not to say that uh, I loved everything. I, I couldn't love everything. Right, no, you gotta love everything. You yeah, it has to. to be the whole thing. That was the best complete show, top to bottom, in the history of shows, especially <laughs> this year. And look, I, I feel like if you say that, you are doing a disservice to other... Like, if you're a big WWE fan, fine. I get it. But even as a WWE fan, and keep in mind, because I know, I, I, I see my quote tweets, folks. Uh, I, I recognize... <laughs> We all see your quote tweets. Yeah. <laughs> I, I recognize the perception around my fandom. Fine. I don't care because I, I know what I like and I, I'm not going to hide that. But you have to keep in mind, this didn't just come out of nowhere. I didn't just suddenly decide that, oh, I don't like WWE. Like, I've been watching this shit for 35 years, right? I'm like, saying, bro. There's still to this day no promotion I know better. Mm-hmm. Like we talk about Will's good at remembering stats, remembering dates, remembering all that shit. WWE is still the promotion I know better than anything. The, the promotion in which you would talk about cities in which events took place. Name a pay per view from. Uh, I'd say my knowledge is pretty good for about 97 on. I could probably tell you where it took place. I'd probably tell you its attendance figures, the main mm-hmm. event, all of that shit. I still, there's still no promotion I know better than World Wrestling Entertainment. So when I see somebody come at me with like a, I have an opinion on WWE, and they're like, oh, it's just because you like AEW. Like, no, this is from years and years of watching this shit. Like, I, but either way, my point here (laughs) is that if you as a WWE fan liked last night's show, and I liked last night's show, I said that, good. I think you should, because we're in agreement. But if you're calling it flawless, I think you're doing a disservice to no, other the word shows. Flawless. You're doing a disservice to the word. Flawless. But you're also doing a disservice to other shows WWE has put on this year, because I've actually thought other shows are better. I actually thought Hell in a Cell was a better show, um, and I thought that WrestleMania Night One was a better show. Fine. Um, yeah, I think and so. That's the thing. Uh, one is their best show of the year so far. Uh, I, I mean, like I said, they've had some good shows this year. Actually, I, I actually think so. Um, yeah. And um, I think one of the things that even Vince McMahon era WWE, and that's a weird thing to still say because Vince McMahon era, Vince crazy. McMahon era WWE was still doing just fine this year, other than a few outliers was pay per views or. Mm-hmm. Premium live events, right? The 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 PLEs were all doing just fine. Um, you I'm know, keep it a stack. Ro- I think the reason, I think the thing that I'm not excited about yet about SummerSlam is they never really stopped being able to kind of produce a dope PLE. Like all mm-hmm. when Takeover was lit for a long time and the rest of the shit wasn't good, they were still it was still like, well, we're gonna get that Takeover. When WWE puts on a big show. For the most part, it's gonna be some hit. Like there's it's like pretty you can point out the ones where you're like, hey, remember that one show where it was fucking awful? But for the most part, like you're gonna get some shit. I, I never doubt that they could put together a dope show, a big show. It's the follow-up, it's the next Raws, it's the SmackDowns, everything after in between that gets yeah. me. So that's what I'm interested in seeing from 
SummerSlam on. Yeah. And um, me too. Uh, we got, uh, and don't forget, leave us a thumbs up. Uh, and also leave us your super chats, your humper chats, help support mm-hmm. what we do here at Grapsity. Uh, we oh, and I'm Righteous Rich, too. I'm here, too. Uh, oh, yeah, favorite, yeah. Uh, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. Sunday morning, we're all tired. It's like, what do you want from us? I know. It, it is Sunday morning. Did you guys have a good Saturday night, though? It was watching SummerSlam, so I mean, what's their it, definition it was, of good? It, it was cool. It was, uh, it was, it was, I'm uh, trolling on the SummerSlam thing. The show was not trash that's my uh, review <laughs> that's the best review you can get nah so, um, especially from me wait um man because uh, i know this last pay-per-view elicited uh some reactions uh um i, I think the thing that i didn't like about money in a bank is it didn't really feel like a big pay-per-view like mm-hmm, it just mm-hmm. felt it like didn't. It just felt like, I don't know, like it felt like a B pay-per-view. And not even like because, some... like, of the stadium switch, just because of, yeah, like, it, everything. Speaking else. of the stadium switch, by the way, I guess uh, I have, I got some, some fun scoops on that yeah. uh, this week in that I learned um, WWE did not do their full-on due diligence uh, when it came to that stadium switch because apparently... Uh, and having to switch from Allegiant Stadium to uh, MGM Grand, there were certain things that they had ordered for the pay-per-view that uh, they forgot to like switch mm. and uh, were like too big for an arena. Uh, and like they had to do some very last minute, uh, like when stuff showed up, it was like too tall for the building. They had to do some very last minute. Uh, <laughs> like, we can't even get it around. in there, dude. Oh yeah, they, there was some <laughs> stuff they had ordered for the event that they kind of like forgot about, and it's like, oh shit, this isn't gonna work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I learned that this week, and the hassle around getting it, and it was gotten, but uh, nah, this is, I don't know it. it this was a crazy week. This was a really crazy week. Mm-hmm. And uh, shout out to Johan, who says, uh, Will, you're not alone. I don't get Pat McAfee either. I'm so glad someone else feels that way. Uh, toss between him and Graves for worst commentator. Um, I'm not going to say worst commentator. I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. Uh, yeah, I don't feel like that about Pat McAfee, but I, I do feel he has ruined Shinsuke Nakamura's entrance. I feel like, like, you know, if you're into like the the dorky white guy who's like, not cool, but I guess him not being cool like makes him cool to some people. That's fine. Um, but like it, it has like objectively to me. I guess I can't say objectively because people like it. I say um, uh, when I see people who are like, look at how into Shinsuke's entrance he is, and I'm like, no, he takes the attention away from the coolness mm-hmm. of Shinsuke's he, entrance. Like he, now he, it's like he, here's he dorky. Raisins, he is raises in potato salad when, when Shinsuke. <laughs> right. Yeah. We should never be focusing on an announcer when some when a wrestler's he, making it. He, when an announcer is a part of your entrance, that's weird. So yeah, so I mean, it is. No, I, I think I, that honestly, like the Shinsuke dancing on the table stuff, like that to me is is lame. And mm-hmm. uh, it is. And and like I said, I feel like it takes attention off of Shinsuke, who at one point had the coolest entrance in pro professional wrestling. You know when that. Uh, when those opening notes, and they already took away the opening notes away, uh, but when those opening notes would hit, and 
and the lights would go out, and then you'd have the the flashing. Uh, they don't do like none of the cool shit they used to do at Shinsuke's entrance. Anymore. They're just like, here he is, you guys. Um, no, I, look, I get, I, I, I get to a degree why people like McAfee. I, I get that people feel like he makes the show fun because mm-hmm. he, you know, he's excited and that gets certain people hyped. Um, it ain't really my cup of tea, um, and I've said that before. Um, I won't go into more because I feel like people won't like some of my takes on it. But, um, yeah, I, I think McAfee is fine. I thought he wrestled a good match last night. Um, Ooh, that's where we're going to disagree. Um, really? And th- yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, and so... Summer Slam. <laughs> summer Slam. Summer, summer, summer. <laughs> Yo, I saw a tweet that said uh, people are really mad at Will Smith because we ain't heard Summertime all summer. No, and I thought real. about it, I was like, yo... They trying to get Will out no, of the summer. No, they trying to too. get him. I haven't heard it once. Not no, once. I, I've heard. I've heard no, it this they, summer. They got my buddy uh, out of here. I, I have definitely heard it this summer. That's did you guys the, watch I haven't that, heard uh, it at all. This did summer. you guys watch his little apology video that he did? I did not. I oh, I, I did. Man. I um. Mm. Um. Well, oh, man. yeah. There are some things to unpack here, especially like why the fuck are you apologizing, bro? On well, channel, like. I, I, I get why he's apologizing. He's and he's right to mm-hmm. apologize. I know why yeah. he's apologizing, but he shouldn't. Like you get to have a nigga moment. Like you, <laughs> you, you should have just came on the video and been like nigga moment, and that was it. And we would have been like, oh yeah, I got you, bro. No. Instead, we had to get this long drawn out. I'm sorry, I missed my wife. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Chris I'm Rock, call me again, please call me back, Chris Rock. I don't know, it, it wasn't. I I get it. I understand why he did it. It is the right thing to do. Um, I th- I think the important thing he said was the part where he was saying like. Jada did not make me do this. People yeah. stopped saying that because people were trying to run with that narrative. And they were. I didn't think it was fair for people to be trying to throw this on her because he got out of his seat and made a poor decision. Um, now, do I still think a lot of this stuff around it is funny? Absolutely. I'm like, and, bro, at the end of the day, you slapped a guy. Man, that's where I get to. Like, People are dead. There's people that shoot people. There's people that there's fucking war. There's fires there's all kind of shit and you slapped a dude i mean listen like i said i think the thing that has has been bothering me since it happened is like look this was funny i just want to laugh at so it. Funny, like yeah. why are you the more people try and make it a serious thing it's like no um uh, i'm i'm just here for the jokes I don't you think wanna... chris rock is not on his tour getting all the jokes off on himself I, I right think, now i think he's somewhere hot bro well, i don't think he's <laughs> I no, I think I don't think that's I think that's the thing he very much doesn't want to have associated with him. I get that. Uh, so remember when he got slapped? Damn, you ain't gonna <laughs> never live that down. Bro, no, ever. you can't live that down. Not uh, for. But shout out to Will Smith and shout out to Chris Rock. I like both of those guys a lot. So I hope this doesn't like. I hope they're not like that. Will Smith, he's such a bad character. Get him a leather jacket and a motorcycle. Like, no, bro, he's okay. <laughs> Just one bad moment. We're gonna move on from here. No, nah, man. Will, come on, man. Will is a legend. Regardless he of is. this, he's a legend. Chris Rock is also a legend. Yeah. I thought about him immediately when the Deuces and Meryl stuff happened. Yeah. Like, Dang. First, the Fat Boys breakup, man. And every Yo, day I Deez- wake up. The Deuces and Meryl <laughs> shit's crazy too, man. I thought they were gonna, but it's also not crazy when you kind of, you know, like people just grow apart. It's like what the the moral of the story of me getting into it is just like they're just two different dudes. One of them has a family. The other one's out in the streets. Like it's just two different vibes. And they weren't going to continue to be those guys forever. So they were yeah. just like, we're good here. Hey, Orion Ben says, uh, first hour, 
Uh, wow, second hour um, and third hour. What the? Yeah, uh, that's how I felt. Um, I mean, our, 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 <laughs> we'll get into it. We're gonna get into it. <laughs> we're yeah, into we're it. gonna get into it. I mean, so uh, we got another one. T. Smitty says, uh, unlike Vince, Trips brought in EO, new spelling, and Dakota with clear direction. Uh, one possible changes could be subtle, like uh, non-title women's feuds at PLEs. Yeah. Uh, Max um, says, Will, I'm glad that you're okay after the beating you took last night. Uh, what was funny was, I had been planning that bit like pretty much all week, uh, the, the bit where uh, I start the the SummerSlam post show as Denise and then Denise comes in and she's either gonna like punch me super kick me like that was the plan right but like what I just posted earlier the thing that wasn't planned for was the chair falling on me mm. and so she comes in she hits me with her purse and then I was just supposed to like fall out of the shot but then like as I like fall out of the shot her chair like falls over on me and like falls on my ankle. I like crawl out of the room and she is just dying laughing. Mm. It was great shit. It was yeah. uh nice bit. It worked out. Yeah, it worked out. Uh it was it ended up being funnier than like I think it was ever supposed to be. Added in a little bit of Darby Allen element to it, it sounds like there. Yeah. <laughs> uh so it was fun stuff. There's uh fun things on the horizon. Yeah, did you say it, while you're why you're in a hotel at this moment right now? Yeah, I mean it's it's uh Denise's wedding day. She's mm-hmm. getting married today. Uh and here I am in beautiful Long Beach. Now granted I'm staying in downtown Long Beach, which means mm-hmm. it smells like piss outside. But <laughs> nonetheless <laughs> Hey, shout out to the LBC, man. Uh, yes. Uh, but summertime in the LBC. Let me hear you say, Ooh, play that song one time at least while you're in the LBC. That's how it goes. I know every time I'm here. Uh, this is, and you know, it's funny. Uh, the first time I ever came to Long Beach, um, I came with my brother, and I forgot what happened, but it was enough for us to look up and go, So much drama in the LBC. Yeah, uh, no, for but, real. Every <laughs> time I've been to Long Beach, I'm like, We should probably leave, you guys. It's no, crazy man. out here. It's, it's crazy a, in Long it's Beach. It's a thousand percent drama in the LBC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big facts. Big huge facts. And, and but it's it's been a good time so far. I'm actually gonna hit the the actual beach, which is just right over here. Yes. Uh and I'm gonna do that pretty much as soon as we're done here. I'm gonna just go chill. And love the beach that's a great it. way to start your little sunday and your whole wedding day day at the beach uh, man only one way yeah i'm like eight minutes away from the venue anyway so as long as i don't fall asleep for too long i think we're good <laughs> <laughs> classic dad mode story yeah. a little bit of that sun hits you on the beach right out knocks me right oh, out yeah. like a box of wine hell yeah knocks me right out uh, but yeah, like uh, everybody's here. Sean just got in town. Uh, yeah, he flew cool. from Actually, Nashville out there. He's on the Sean, on the Sean run. Pull it up. Look, After that man he pulled up. <laughs> that man is flying back to Nashville after this for the Nature Boy shit. Uh, I don't think I need to find out why he's flying what's back it, to Nashville. What's in Nashville for him to go back for? Um, He's flying back like right after this. Nah, Nashville so. looked kind of lit though. I'm not even mad about it. it. Looked like they was going crazy I, out there. I, I told y'all on the show. I I really thought about going for a minute, but uh, you know, plans changed. Certain things uh, happened, so I'd end up going. But mm-hmm. uh, probably was probably not like you down. ever have to leave your damn place with to watch wrestling. So yeah, that's probably why it hey, doesn't man. matter. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm... I don't know. I, I, I'm glad I, I stayed home this time around. Uh, <laughs> I could have gone, but... I like the... I still... The stadium thing, I just still... Like, I, I saw a bunch of people upset on Twitter last night saying there they couldn't... There were some lights. They were like, turn off these lights. You can't see. There was a point... I, I went to one WrestleMania that was like that, too, or like a pillars blocking. Like, there's always some... It's just too much. Like, it looks great, and it sounds, I don't know, the sound is not the greatest. But I it mean, looks the, really the, great. The stadium, they they were very smart about shooting the stadium because... Uh, and that and long-ass just, entrance? <laughs> well, not just that, but there was only half full. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, the the entire other side, they, they had tarped off. Um, so it was they made really it look ju- good, though. It was just shots. the camera side. Well, like, there were certain times where they did, like, this aerial shot, and it only moved, like two feet and then uh they like didn't get the rest of it and there was a time during bianca's uh i want to say like right at the end of the match where they uh almost caught the other side of the venue but everybody who was there yeah. said the same thing it was like yeah pretty much there was nobody on the other side um so as far as stadium shows were concerned it was uh a well-attended one like the thing is just that stadium, one of bear it was one of their lowest in terms of mm-hmm. just like visual, the the, the visual aspect of it. Like yeah. they were like, this is the first time being at a stadium show that looking at the other side of it, all we saw was tarps with the WWE logo, mm-hmm. uh, and we didn't. But really shout see out to it. them, they got almost fifty k still, and they did yeah. look how many they did for WrestleMania. Like they're still those are numbers. Like yeah. regardless, you know what I mean. So yeah, for sure. That's that's a big stadium. So I mean, it's yeah. not like. You know, not being able to fill up that big stadium isn't like this horrible, horrible thing because it's no, a huge stadium. It is, um, and it and the card that the card they announced didn't like help. <laughs> so, it, it didn't uh, set the world on fire. But <laughs> yeah. it, it did look good. I, 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 I am a fan of seeing wrestling in outside venues, and it did outside look good. is always cool. It did look good when it first started, and it was still sunlight out. Um, but it was cool. It was a cool visual. Yeah. Yeah. I hate, I guess I'm the, the like the, the, I'll be the outlier here. I don't like stadium wrestling at all, mm-hmm. um, and I think it was like it's like my least favorite change to WrestleMania. Like mm-hmm. um, I miss WrestleMania in intimate settings. Like what the last WrestleMania to be? Oh, it, bro, that's it. Yeah, I know, right? Man. Like WrestleMania, what was it? 22 in Chicago uh, mm-hmm. at Allstate Arena was the last one to be in yeah, an arena. Get back. To the Mecca, WWE. I saw that Philly announcement. What y'all doing, man? (laughs) (laughs) But, like, that was the last time. And the Mm -hmm. year before that, it was at Staples Center. And the year before that, it was Madison Square Garden. Like, they were doing the arena WrestleManias. And then uh, they got a taste of Ford Field at WrestleMania 23 and have not looked back. They were like, we are going, 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 baby. All the way to the top. Yeah. Stadium shows. and, And... like I, I, I feel like it makes for a cool visual, especially the aerial shot, right? Like that's a really cool thing where you can do the pyro and you can do it all across the top, and uh, that's exciting stuff. But like, it sounds the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess not anymore now that you're they they can use Thunderdome sounds. But, I've seen um, some people's uh, where their seats are, and it's like, are you even at the show, bro? Like, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're at another stadium right now. Like it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> i'm saying so like there's some pluses but i think the for me that minus is outweighed because i just don't and then like the wrestlers always say like the sound sucks yeah you can't hear like, it 
It's just you like, can't... it's a cool visual, but that's pretty much where it stops. Yeah. Uh, the the wrestlers have all said the same thing of like, uh, once you're in the center of that ring, uh, the sound in a, in a stadium travels upward, not downward like it does mm-hmm. in an arena. And so like all the cheers are, they one, take a second to get to the, the wrestlers. And then um, in, in a in a sport where it's all about the reactions, it's mm-hmm. all about getting that, uh, you know, hitting something and then feeling the moment that when there's a delay with it, it's, it's just not the same. Yeah, when I interviewed Lashley for PWI, I was asking him about, like, how they got back to, after the pandemic, how they got back and how it felt to be in the crowd. He's like, it feels good when you first, when you have the entrance, but he's like, as soon as you get to the ring, like, it's hard to even hear what they're saying, what they're mm-hmm. doing. Like, it's hard to hear all the stuff you think I would want, you know, I, you think I would be able to take in, but he's like, it's like so much going on. It's pretty much just me and the other wrestler and, and the wrestler in there. Lashley, by the way. Who is over like a rover. Yeah, man, is over like rover. And uh, one of the reasons that's so cool, I said this on Twitter yesterday, is that uh, it is not for lack of trying right. in the other direction because mm-hmm. uh, the stuff that man is over about just in this run having mm-hmm. lashley sisters the lana marriage um him or bobby can't live that sisters yeah. thing down <laughs> bobby's favorite pose right mm-hmm. like he that man was bending over and showing yeah, his ass every booty week. gifts yeah <laughs> and yet that would have ended a lesser man but bobby lashley Not lash has overcome all of that and shout out mvp because a big piece of that was mvp coming back into the fold i don't i don't know what would have uh where bobby's run was headed when it was just uh when he had lana in his corner but who knows if the if without mvp if this all because i'm sure mvp not only on camera was in the back being like bobby lashley's that dude so he was like playing his manager playing his guy and like getting him to be the big to in the position that he's in now so yeah absolutely um i think he played a big role there and that's that's really cool mm-hmm. um so we got a couple of humper chats as well uh yeah. i can't bring those up on screen because it's on my ipad over here mm-hmm. uh but let's see we got chris hockley sent this one he says uh this was um really to the overall fightful community he mm-hmm. said sean Thanks for creating a community that cares more about uh, more. Wait, cares about more than to take money from assholes. Thank you for being unambiguously an ally. It means the world to me as a trans woman. So shout out, Chris. Um, awesome. That's and a mine's gonna be SRS. Thank you for pulling up on people and showing that and keeping that same energy and seeing if they keep that same energy when you pull up on them at a convention and then they don't. Shout out to SRS. <laughs> hey, like it's 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 really fuck around to find out out here. Um, For real, like, are you about that life? Like, keep that same energy. Is that energy gonna be kept? I'm gonna see. And uh, hey, you know, Reg, he told y'all like a couple months ago. Reg went off right when he was talking about uh, old boy talking about Dallas, and it was like God, we didn't see nobody in Dallas. No, we, we didn't see anybody. No, we were kicking it. We were having a great time, drinking nah, and eating, and nah, nope. 
I I didn't hear no old boy. I ain't hear no Cameron. I ain't see none of that. <laughs> I ain't see no. I ain't see no action. We were having a great time. We we're at brunch and shit. No, yeah, it, it, was, it was absolutely a great time. It was, it was sunny outside. It was it was all smiling faces. I you know I heard certain stuff said after the fact, but yeah. we, I I don't, I don't really care about after the fact. No, we don't care about that. Yeah. Well, so what's up with this next one? Are we all going to um, New York City or what? Like I'm thinking I'm. Think it pretty I'm, hard. The Drop City I'm, Boys man, might have a meetup. I'm, I'm ready to go. Uh, what what I, you looking like, Will? I'm like sixty percent uh, mm. there. I will Which say means that you're hundred percent there. If you're anything mm. above fifty, you're going. So I've got some irons in the fire as well, uh, and I'm really happy about those irons. And if I don't get to see those in person, I'm still very happy that it all happened. Mm-hmm. Um, that said. Uh, it's Spirit Week for my kids, and okay. uh, specifically, it's my daughter's first Spirit Week. Because school mil- is like right back in at that time. Uh, school like gets in in like thirteen days. She oh, has yeah. uh, orientation on August tenth, and then uh, after that, she's like back in full the following Monday. They got wow. like they got picture day on the seventeenth. Like all of a sudden, everything is just happening so quick. She's asking me to get her hair braided for picture day, and I'm like, oh, I gotta find somebody to braid her hair, <laughs> um, and and all of that. She's already bought the extensions, and they're all they're just sitting. Man, yeah. she is like way so, ahead. Two weeks. She's, yeah, no, she's way ahead. up. No, I told you guys last year that I got my daughter a credit card. Uh, not a credit card, it's a debit card. Um, and pretty much, all she, and so I, I put an allowance on it and all of that. So she can buy online now, um, which is a scary thought. But I get alerts every single time she uses the card. It literally, uh, I will get. And it, the hard part for that is that, you know, when you get a Chase notification, if you have Chase or whatever your bank is, but you get a bank notification, your first thought is like, oh, crap, overdraft. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, that can't be. And I look and I because I just get the alert. And then I look down and it just says Veda has used uh, her card at Starbucks. And I'm like, OK, mm-hmm. it's, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, yeah, she like bought her extension. She like she's just like, just dad, I just need you to find me somebody to break my hair. Um, and tough job. I know. I with the A's thing. I like I, I used to be really good at this and I should mm-hmm. be better at it because now the internet exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, cuz she had her hair braided what like 2 years ago and uh the homegirl Ashley, she did a really good job with it. I used to have braids, people know that about me. Mm-hmm. Um and it was a struggle to find somebody to to do it. Because at the time it was just fine girls around school to do it. <laughs> that, was, that was that was part of the reason to have braids back then, man. Again, that to, was to that was absolutely the reason. To sit, to, to, are you kidding me? To have two thighs around your head? Yeah, no, that was the that was the, entirely the reason to yeah. have your hair braided That's in high right. school. <laughs> that was that was the game. That was the scheme. But at some point, I realized that it was more hassle than it was worth, and that was why I cut it off. Well, if you get out of high school, then you're like, well, who's going to do it now? (laughs) (laughs) But in high school, if you could find a high school girl to braid your hair back then, that was it. That was like the moment. I'm like, I'm touching a thigh. This is... (laughs) (laughs) An introduction. Get your hair braided. It's a tip. Yeah. Nah, that's what Mario was talking about. Well, you braid my hair. Yeah, yeah no, that's yeah. what that. Yep, yeah, that was what that was all about. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, got a couple more. We got, uh, let's see, Van Twinblade says, um, that bastard from Know Your Ropes podcast wasn't content with corrupting Mike Outlaw. He was, uh, he had to take Raheem from us too. Who will stop this evil? Who will save Glory Pro? They slayed our dragon, but we must fight on. Sunday was amazing. Check it out, y'all. Uh, yep, you can still you, watch the Glory, the Glory Pro show for free on YouTube. Check it out. It's a good show. Uh, and Jennifer said, Happy Sunday. Weekly love and appreciation. Uh, yeah, scroll off my screen. Hold on a sec. Weekly love and appreciation. <laughs> Thank you guys for being you, gents. Thank you. No Appreciate name. Jennifer always. Says, showing some love. Yeah, no name like Chicago. No name. Shout out to no name. <laughs> no name says showing some love to the Grab City Boys in the Sunday. Hope you guys are having a good day. Of course we are. I just woke up, um, and that's kind of why if you saw me on the uh, SummerSlam podcast, I'm wearing the same Tribe Call Quest shirt I was wearing then. <laughs> I literally just rolled out of bed, and I'm like, Let's oh, go. I don't wanna- I'm, I'm glad you brought that Tribe Call Quest shirt to Grab yes. City. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Dope shirt. And- Man, yes. I, was, I listened to this uh, drink, a consequence on Drink Champ speaking of Tribe Called Quest, and he was giving up Tribe Called Quest tea, and I was just so sad, man. Just, I just want to say that, man. Shout out to Tribe Called Quest, my favorite rap group ever. There was some turmoil, but y'all still fucking did Midnight Marauders and a low end theory, and mm-hmm. we are still we're gonna have those Fife. albums forever. So, Fife, yes. Fife was absolutely not feeling certain things. If you watch, uh, yeah, if you watch the Rappaport uh, documentary, yeah, oh way, man, yeah, great. Easy. He, he was not feeling Q-tip for a minute. You can watch that for free on uh, Hulu. And, oh, uh, I didn't know it was yeah, Hulu. Yeah, it, it just recently got on there. If you've never seen it, definitely watch it. It's very sad in points. But, you know, Tribe Called Quest. Shout out to them. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to it is a great documentary. I, mm-hmm. I'm not a huge Rappaport fan. but No, no, no. I hate that he was the one that produced it. But that's a great documentary. <laughs> Uh, I know he's one of those guys who I just feel like shows up to the cookout and like he's a uh, <laughs> big culture vulture vibes. He's Pat big McAfee. Vibes. <laughs> That's probably. <laughs> he's not. Is he not Pat McAfee? Is he not? Oh man! <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Hey, uh, y'all both dude. are pulling up with that white ass choir to try to have listen buddies, you know, I'm saying, that bro. that was the whitest choir i've ever seen and like when i when i saw it i was like yo what is this and i was like i was waiting for like a mm-hmm or like some like <laughs> some like some mothers or some grandmas in the background nah this was straight whiteness in that choir, waiting man. for nah. a thea type to come from the back and just nah, lay it man. down i was i was waiting for some Benjamin's of those... mom for the ones who don't know <laughs> I was waiting for some of those vocals you hear when it's going to a commercial break for rock. No, I didn't hear none of that. It was just like straight whiteness, man. <laughs> the bro said rock. I'm out. Oh, man. I miss rock. That was uh, mm. whoa, that was whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Shout out to rock. You know, what, you know what, by the way, thinking about rock, uh, and for those who don't know, we're not talking about The Rock. We're talking about no. the show Rock, the mm-hmm. 90s sitcom um, that eventually went live, by the way, which was a big part of uh, the appeal of Rock. In they had the that one episode seasons. where there was like a shooting. That one was sad, man. It's like that, got that's, shot through the window or something. That's the episode I think about more than anything else I think oh, about that specific man. episode. Yeah, but, yeah. That one like that one set the black community on fire right there. Yeah, no, <laughs> I know. I, I think about that episode more than anything else. Was your brother else. ever on there? Uh, no, he wasn't ever on rock. Mm. Uh, 
but again, like I said, I uh, the thing about that show that gets me, Rock was the title character. He's played by Charles S. Dutton. That man was only like 33, 32 in <laughs> <laughs> this show. And I'm like... Oh, I just saw a crazy one of those, uh, did you know? Like I, He like went to jail at 16 for murdering a guy. Yo, what? And he got out at 25 and start. It was like an in-self-defense type thing. Like him oh, okay. And the guy I got was about to say... Fight. Yeah, no, like him and a guy got in a... Him and a guy got in a fight and the guy ended up dead. And so he went no. to jail from 16 to 25. And then when he came out... We got I, all right. I, I guess he was a little bit older. He was late thirties when he did that show. But he um, looked like he was like you know, a yeah. grand, like he looked like an old man. Not like I know, right? And like I guess it just feels weird thinking about the fact that I'm approaching the age mm-hmm. that Rock was, <laughs> and I have Rock age. I have a hard time wrapping my head around that because <laughs> I watch that show every week. Uh, <laughs> I like the episode you just brought up. I think about that episode like that haunted me as a kid. Of like, uh, I, I, the nineties gave me such a fear of drive-by shootings. I'm uh, saying (laughs) that if there was like a slow pulling up car in the nineties, I was running for the hills. Yeah. Because I didn't know what they were about to do. But Lisa, it's sad that we would play that was a game that eventually became a game like a car is coming like you run and hide behind a thing like it was a game but like this is a trauma game now that i think about it like uh-huh. running from drive-bys bro this is crazy <laughs> that was the thing the crazy though that kind of life that black people go through i'm sure philip Lindsay definitely knows <laughs> what yes. we're talking about here <laughs> man Whew. Yeah, so now you're around that age, man. You gotta start. You gotta start pacing back and forth uh, in your house and doing it. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> like get rock, some, man. You gotta give the reaction shots now. You gotta get yeah. some slacks and a leather jacket. Like you gotta just like. You oh gotta man, be you gotta, you rock gotta get that going. You know what though? I because I'm at that age now where like everything, every conversation I have with my kids is like a life lesson. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some slow sad music starts playing some slow, in the background. Sad music. No, but you know what, though? I gave my son some advice the other day, and I realized that this is, like, the advice that uh, I I have to remember for myself as a podcaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you are a podcaster as well, I highly recommend this. But I was talking to my son, and I was like, son, you don't have to know everything, mm. but you should always know what you're talking about. Mm. <laughs> New Gravity segment. Will Washington's dad gems. Just well, and I said, I was fire, baby. Like, look, you should always know what you're talking about, and all that means is that, like, if you don't know, shut the fuck up. Like, mm. that's it. Like, you don't mm. have to. Sometimes you don't have to speak on shit that you don't understand. It's okay. Are, are, are you new to the internet? No. This is the internet where people feel like they have to speak on everything. Yeah. And it's I like, have you a don't, blog. I have an opinion now. You don't have to know everything, but you should always know what you're talking about was my advice to my son. And I'm going to remember to hold on to that as a podcaster that... Sometimes it's hard yeah. to shut up, man. Listen, yeah, <laughs> shutting shut up is shutting up is mad underrated, bro. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like sometimes it's hard to shut up. Man. Uh, yeah. Speaking of, did you guys see that little uh, quote from Brian Danielson? Which one? He where he said he was talking about Vince. 
There's yeah. a quote from Brian Van oh, Yeah, I'm did. like, speaking yeah. of shutting up, you could have just. He said uh, no comment, and then he proceeded to comment. No, stop at the no comment, Brian. Well, what are you doing here? Well, well, here's the thing, though. I think people that have a relationship with him, I get it. Like, I get. I, I and they want get, to speak on their relationship, yeah. Yeah, I get having, yeah. like, a personal relationship with him and wanting to be grateful to him. But I just think, like we said before, like, it, it ain't the best timing for that. Now it's just not the time. No, now is especially not the time. Okay, uh, so that'll be the, the starting story here. Um, because we haven't necessarily gotten to talk about the updates. It's been a long week. Um, <laughs> we talked about Vince retiring on the last episode of Grapsity. We did not talk about the fallout of that. So uh, Friday was announced uh, that Vince was retiring. He tweeted. And then, yeah, he retired in a tweet. Of course, we all had... Uh, head scratches about that because Vince McMahon retires in a tweet that don't sound like Vince right. Vince had a funeral for himself Vince McMahon absolutely would or he uh, almost had a funeral for himself um, he did a 10 bell salute for himself yeah. um, this is not a man who would go out in a tweet was never gonna yeah. happen uh, and then on Monday WWE revealed because uh, they released their their quarterlies and they revealed that uh, there was fourteen million dollars that should have been reported. Um, that was uh, this week. Oh my! That God. was this week. Yeah. <laughs> that was Monday, and, right? Yeah, Jeez, and they they'd have please. to re- uh, adjust financial statements. My understanding, because I feel like I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, Vince spent company money." I don't believe he spent company money. My mm-hmm. understanding of it, and again, this is one of those knowing what you're talking about kind of things. So if I if I'm misspeaking, please correct me. But it was n- more so that it was his personal money, but it benefited the company, and so therefore it needed to be reported. Right. Uh, and so because them it, not telling on the company benefits com- the company them signing so, that's, that, so it doesn't to the company so it doesn't matter where the money came from right if uh and we were having a big talk about that in the barbershop um again that was this was, it was big barbershop talk and it was uh one of the things that was asked was uh the does this because I, I, I don't know, the, the, they were ta- the owners were kind of talking about, you know, is this one of those things where, you know, if I went and uh, exchanged sexual favors with like an advertising consultant and we got like free advertising as a result of it, do I need to report that? And it was like, I mean, if you were publicly traded, kind of. Uh, like there actually was it's kind of a wild scenario. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, a wild, wild scenario. scenario yeah. Oddly enough, there was a uh, lawyer in the shop, and so we had some great conversations this week. I love the barber shop because it's so random. Like random uh, no. like basketball player will be. You know, it's just like that's just yeah. How no, we, we had uh, I, it, it was just it was a fun time. No, we talked about the fact that uh, because there was a lawyer, and and uh, again, it's a black barber shop. Mm-hmm. Black people get to have great conversations with each other, and uh, and I always love seeing black attorneys. Uh, he's a black business lawyer, and so he, he's always good about just giving everybody in the shop advice, mm-hmm. <laughs> just like legal advice. Everybody always has questions for him when he's in the chair. Everybody's like, "Hey, so let me ask you something. If I hypothetically, <laughs> <laughs> maybe giving it up, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's say I hypothetically." Happened to show up in some shoes that I may have like 
found on a truck. What would happen? Yeah, it was like little shit like that. Um, <laughs> uh, a shout out, uh, Charles. He says, Reg, as a PWG fan, what do you think about ROH saying ROH world title is Claudio's first? PWG's world title has an amazing lineage in the last 10 years. I agree, especially when they have so many PWG champions on the roster. <laughs> like half of the PWG lineage exists on the roster. So to just, I kind of, and the guy, the guy saying it <laughs> is part of PWG. So it's like, it's crazy that they're going to just erase that. I don't really understand it because they brought up PWG before Excalibur's talked about it many, many, many times. So I don't really understand it. But I see what they're trying to do. They're just trying to add prestige to Claudio, pretty much. It's right. not really about. It's, it's not really about PWG. Thing. It's more about Ring of Honor. It, yeah. It's a TV thing. PWG yeah. is not like a, a televised. Promotion. Exactly. So yeah. I, I think that's what they mean by that. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, let's see. We got D'Lo Diggs says, uh, "Sup, fellas? Here's a humper chat. Uh, about to go in the lab. Uh, quick love. Thank you, D'Lo. Oh, shout out to D'Lo." Like, you about to rap in the lab lab? Or, like, what kind of lab you about to be in? Like When you uh, say you about to hit the lab, like, it could be like, I'm about to drop these bars on him. Pedro says, uh, happy Sunday, Grapsity. Hope you guys are doing well. Can we talk about the biggest match of the weekend? Stokely Hathaway versus Wheeler Yuta slap boxing <laughs> for the pure title. How are you going what? to do? St- oh, how are well- we going to do Stokely like that? That man needs a rematch. What a welcome addition to the roster. <laughs> Like he produces his own segments and the like his backstage segments are hotter than anything he does on TV at this point. Just like when he was in NXT and like you're like every week, you know, you're going to get a great video. It's been like that. He's interacting with everybody I figured he would interact with. And it's all been great. What a guy, man. Yeah. Incredible. Stokely's great, man. Stokely's great. great. Uh, let's see. We got one sweet Chris says, uh, hope y'all are having a great Sunday, fellas. Loki, I hope WWE doesn't become good again because I can barely keep up with Dynamite and Rampage. LOL. <laughs> I, I was not expecting it to go there. I was like, whoa. Uh, no, I, I was. I, I would never hope for bad wrestling. Let me I tell didn't you. Hope I, for it, I, I, kind of, I kind of agree with what he's saying, man. It's hard to keep nine more hours of I, like I was like, yeah, I. Accepted that WWE just wasn't for me. And they, like, start doing some shit that's for me. That means I'm gonna go fucking watch your show, man. And like, I mean, yeah. what the hell? I mean, I, I, I we're down here. I, I don't <laughs> yeah. want it to be bad. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm kidding. I always have always said I want WWE to be a great show. Like, I feel like WWE insults at the sun, insults as I like like to call them. WWE is the best wrestling show in the world. We shouldn't even want to watch another wrestling show. We should only want to watch WWE because they the best. They have the most money. They produce. They have all this stuff. Like that's how it should be. It'll never be like that. But I'm saying like they have all the tools to make me want to watch the show. So that show last night was a step in the right direction. There's uh, a lot of things that weren't stepped in the wrong direction, but baby steps. I'll say this. I think that, uh, like, all good wrestling is is a good thing, I think. Yes. But I do think that if you've made defending bad wrestling your personality, (laughs) then how do you draw the contrast when it does improve? Right. (laughs) That's my question. I, I feel like... Uh, and some people did draw that line in the sand, right? I saw people on Monday when it was announced that, uh, because going back to the story, 
the thing, the biggest thing that came out of the Vince McMahon fallout of him no longer being the uh, head of creative, like he was completely out, um, mm-hmm. and that uh, the Wall Street Journal reported that his resignation from the company, uh, and the company filed it as a resignation, not a retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big deal. And they said very it was different from that tweet. <laughs> yeah, they definitely said it was hastened by the allegations and the um, uh, the investigations findings. I mean, and, we, we and there's much a, had yeah, that well, we all kind of knew. But the biggest story to come out of it, and all the excitement Monday was Triple H's head of creative. Triple yeah. H for the first time in your lifetime, you now know. A creative WWE that is like we talk about writers in WWE, right? There's always been head writers. You know, in 2000 they had Chris Kresge, and mm-hmm. uh, there's been Brian Gewertz, Stephanie yep. McMahon. They've had head writers. They've had a lot. Uh, you know, um, it's most recently been Bruce Pritchard. Mm-hmm. They've had guys who headed creative, but at the end of the day, there's only been one Booker, yeah, which is Vince McMahon, the man. And, and all those ideas, everybody you just named, they had to go through everything. Every the, single the, one, one band, one sound. Mm-hmm. The bug stopped at Vince, and the the main ideas came from Vince and went back to the writers. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, you have one Booker in WWE, Vince McMahon, and all of a sudden he's not the Booker anymore. He's out. So. We've never, this week is the first time we've ever seen WWE shows produced without Vince McMahon as the head of them. Ever. Uh, (laughs) We are in uncharted waters. What does this mean? I don't know. I have a feeling that at some point, this is my gut feeling, and maybe it happens today. Maybe this show becomes very outdated very quickly. That uh, now that SummerSlam's over, you know, execute Order 66. And like all the Vince heads just get taken out like immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Thanks for your guys' work. That was it. I won't because see you on Monday. And I say that having <laughs> I've worked in the corporate environment for the last I don't know, my adult life. So like I know the corporate structure, I know how it happens. I've seen regime changes. And the the biggest thing when it comes to regime changes my bad. I'm sure you guys just heard my Outlook happen because I'm on my work computer. Matter of fact, we're just going to close Outlook. Um, y- yes, we want to close all of that. <laughs> it's like, do you wish to save changes? It, no, I don't want any of that. No, um, don't want to work today. Yeah. So, we have... Uh, so, every time I've seen a regime change uh, where the leadership changes, usually the person at the top um, immediately goes ahead. And maybe not immediately. It usually happens within a few weeks. But they want to start installing their own trusted people. And it's because, uh, and I get it, because in that respect, you want you want to make sure you lead the team the best way possible. Right. And you don't want to lead the team, uh, you don't want anybody on your team who's not leading in your vision. Um, and at this point, Hunter is under no obligation to keep Vince's vision going. Zero. Other oh, yeah. than no, maybe they're, getting they're, some, other than maybe getting some side eyes at Thanksgiving, like he is under no obligation. <laughs> <Thanksgiving>. <laughs> to, uh, yeah, to, no, the, the, 
the piano from Layla is absolutely about to start playing and all of these people are about to get up out of here, man. It's definitely going to be like the Goodfellas scene when Jimmy was like, nah, I told y'all to stop spending. Let me let me get y'all up out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, I, I feel like it's, it's about to start happening and we'll start seeing the Hunter people in place. And we've already seen Hunter's effect because so let's talk about SummerSlam. Um, Summerslam saw uh, changes right off the bat. Like yeah, we I think, know where I think the, the the beginning of this was exactly the pe- the pace that he wanted to set. You know what I mean? Yeah, because immediately Hunter told people, "Nah, I don't. I didn't agree with those releases." Mm-hmm. And here's where you're gonna see that uh, people that were possibly gonna be let go. That's all people jumping at the. The EO story that, mm-hmm. you know, Dave Meltzer reported EO had one foot out the door and they're like, oh, look, EO's on SummerSlam. Clearly, that's Wrong. not true. Here's here's why you have to understand. Anything that was reported before a week ago. Out. It's, it's a new game right now. <laughs> <It's different>. Because <laughs> EO Shirai not wanting to work on Vince McMahon's main roster is not the same anymore. Mm-hmm. This is a completely different ball game, right? Like, well, I don't think it's that she didn't want to work that. I think it's that they didn't have plans for her because she right. wanted to be on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but either way, whatever it was, the fact is things have changed now. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of where Johnny Gargano's going, that is now... All those changed. Uh, up in the air. Everything mm-hmm. has changed. I think because... even before that on the show, though, he showed with the Bianca, first of all, having Bianca and Becky start the show. And then there were a lot of people that were saying, oh, they should Bianca should beat her in 26 seconds, which is like, it's not no. like a revenge thing. That's stupid. It's like, do this match that they did. So he got Bianca over the person who people said he didn't let win the big one in NXT. Let her have a great match. Let her get a big win, and then hit him with all those big giant, you know. And, and let me say that uh, one of the reasons I find that silly—the whole like, oh, Bianca should beat Becky in twenty-six seconds, guys. I promise you, <laughs> if you have the option for a great match, always take the option yeah. for a great match <laughs> <Right>. over doing <laughs> some petty shit. Like uh-huh. at the end of the day. I just want to see great shit. I right. I I didn't want to see 26 seconds a year ago, right. and I definitely don't want to see it now. I don't want to see that as her revenge. No, I want to see yeah. her beat up Becky for a while in a match. And and those are great wrestlers, Bianca and mm-hmm. Becky. Uh, who would have guessed that at this stage? I think Becky might be other way around uh, because it's not really a big statement to say that I was going to say Becky easily Bianca's best opponent to me. I know Phil prefers the Sasha match, but honestly, I liked WrestleMania better. I thought that WrestleMania had a little more intensity behind it. Um, and I think a Sasha match could have had intensity behind it. I think had the SummerSlam plans gone through the way they were supposed to, um, I think with there being a little bit more of a grudge, because the thing about the, the WrestleMania matches, it was two baby faces and yeah uh, it was there, about uh, more than intensity it was like yeah. there were so many it was more about the it was more about the moment and, yeah. and it was a good moment but i feel like i was still more into the grudge of wrestlemania the year later um and uh because at the end of the day there's still nothing better to me than the two wrestlers who despise each other going at it over issues right. um and so when sasha turned heel later you know a few months later i think 
Sasha and Bianca could have had that match. And I think had they had that match, it probably would have been the better one. But to me, I just love Becky and I mean, uh, at this rate, we still might get it, question marks? We could. Uh, Again, everything's a game changer. Because I know people are going to take the idea of Sasha not being with the company anymore and saying, well, here's more wrong reporting. And it's like, Everything's off the table. Everything's like, changed. Really, think about, really think about the fact that Sasha Banks and Naomi, it started as an issue in the, earlier in the day with Vince. Vince. And then they went to into John Laurinaitis' office and put the belts on his desk. John Laurinaitis currently still on leave. It doesn't look like he's going to be back. His position's already been come, filled. Not coming back. He ain't coming back, right? <laughs> he ain't coming back. And Vince McMahon is out. The two main people that they had an issue with. Like, at the end of the day, not only is that a game changer for Sasha and Naomi. If they come back, they won. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. At the end of the day, if they come back. And if they come back as women's tag champs at that. They actually won. (laughs) In that regard. That they essentially got to tell Vince. This is. We this don't, sucks. yeah, this sucks. We disagree. They got to tell John Laurinaitis, we're not doing this. And they get to come back with the belts in tow. If that happens, are you kidding me? They fucking won. I yeah. hope it does. No, uh, I don't. Yeah, I, I'm lying. I want to see Sasha somewhere else. I'm sorry. I, uh, I, I think the chances of them coming back are a lot higher now. And boy, I would hate to be Raj if they come back. Oh, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Poor, poor Raj. They, they are all going to jump over him. Even though, like, uh, I don't know. I, I did, uh, people know I had a conversation with Raj. Um, I do now know how he knows. And uh, I'm very confident in the information he got. Yeah, say no, that much. I, so, like, I don't, for I don't every, think he was wrong at the time. I don't think he was wrong things, either. Things can uh, absolutely change. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, hey, uh, J Blood says uh, this story about WWE employees being forbidden from trading stock currently is huge. It means they are privy to damaging company info that uh, the public isn't yet. More to come. Very true. Yeah. Uh, I think with each breaking, look, we still got. Um, uh, there's a real sports story on the way that Ooh, is... and that's gonna be when anytime HBO gets some some content, it's a yeah. it's bad for you. Uh, yeah. That out here. <laughs> that I've heard WWE was given a heads up on, and mm-hmm. uh, because I, that gets into the people that don't even that aren't privy to the story are going to be privy to the story when they can on oh, uh, pull up their HBO Max and click play. You're out of yeah. here. You when, when, when Bumble get out in these streets and start talking about it, it's different. <laughs> you But that's crazy uh, for them to be like, hey, don't say shit. You can't trade your stocks, even though it's going to be crazy yeah. out here. Ryan Sullivan said, wait, did I hear Reg say someone needs to keep that same energy? I knew he loved Nikita Lyons. Leave, Ryan. Uh, Van Twinblade said, uh, we in the grand uh, line now, weebs. Uh, we got another from Tim Gordon says, uh, well, a while back you mentioned AEW had three women coming in to help the division. Is that still on the table? Did that change? Changed. Um, and I, I'll talk <laughs> about that. Right. I don't know yeah. why that's so funny. I will talk Change. about that. I'll talk about that right now. Um, the person I was referring to was Dakota. Um, and that 
Sean just out here walking out on SummerSlam. <laughs> Sean uh, talked about this a little bit on Select, um, but I will uh, I'll use this show to say a little bit of what I knew. Um, I knew a conversation took place. I know that um, that she very much had desire and hope to be there, um, and I know that there were women on the roster pushing for her to be there. Um, and then I heard maybe three weeks ago, somebody had from AEW had reached out to me and said to me that they had heard it was a done deal. And I thought that's interesting because I kind of had, it's a really weird statement to make. I almost can't finish this statement, but I will say I kind of had a little bit of a mechanism in place to know if it was a done deal. And so I was like, that's weird because I feel like I would know that. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and so I inquired a little bit more with some people who would have been uh, in the know around that situation. And I got, not that's news to me if anything's a done deal with that. Um, But I I know there was desire. And so I was kind of more, I guess, when I made that statement, uh, I was more so speaking from a place of desire. But I had a conversation with with Kate Hensler after we did Day After Dynamite this week, and she asked me about all of that. And I said to her, and she could attest to this, I said to her, Hunter's back, and, like, all bets are off now. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because... (laughs) um, They all really like Hunter. Yeah, well, and not just that, though, but I said, you know, at this point, Hunter can move and move quickly, and uh, my gut feeling is that he is going to move on a lot of the people, a lot of his people that he never, he didn't want to see released in the first place. Um, yeah, so uh, we a little bit earlier, the homie is talking about he doesn't want WWE to get better, and it's kind of like a joke, but but it's real. But in all honesty, if WWE gets better, the whole wrestling industry gets better. If WWE gets better, if WWE's on top of everything, it'll stop other people from dragging their feet on things and they'll start executing a lot quicker than they would previously. Now there's leverage on both sides. There's no time to waste because people know that WWE is a viable option now. It's not like it was. You could be five foot five and get over over there possibly. Life is very different. So it's going to cause a lot of faster things happening. It's going to cause some great... It's going to be great for the wrestling business if their show gets better. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I I I immediately imagine Triple H playing Desires. (laughs) <laughs> when he was like, "No, nah, we gotta get Dakota back in." <laughs> Straight up, yeah. No, nah, nah, you, you got desires. You got to get back mm-hmm, over. Here. I'm I saying. should put some. I should put you over here. Like, what you doing? <laughs> you can't mm-hmm. go over there. <laughs> uh, I, I said on Thursday, I thought that uh, I thought something like that would happen because of the fact that again, we know who Hunter's people are. We know that Hunter, Hunter did not feel like there's Hunter was never gonna feel like. Uh, he wasted time in NXT, right? Mm-hmm. Like he never wanted to feel that way. Right. And I could, you know, his biggest frustrations were that I spent time on somebody who the the company ultimately decided wasn't for them. And so you know that people who were built up in NXT that ultimately got released, Hunter's gonna, he's gonna. Uh, uh, 
he's gonna go for those people. He yeah. is if they're not already snatched up, if they're not already signed, Hunter's gonna try again. I would not be surprised to see Cross back. Um, right. You know he, yeah, he put Cross over everybody in his uh, on his TV show. Right, he like, was having Cross squash top guys like that's how much he liked that guy so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised to see cross back not here. one um, bit yeah and, and cross back with the the entrance in tow with mm-hmm. with scarlet with everything like not with some dumbass mask like he's gonna bring in cross <laughs> right like um you know hunter would have kept keith lee he would have figured out something for keith lee um I don't think Hunter would have let Swerve go. I think that... Uh, nope. I feel like there's a lot of people who, if they're not already snatched up, if they're not locked in to deals right now, um, there's probably he, he there's probably calls. already been a conversation. You see when my, that interview to Mosno Champa did earlier this week where he was talking about Johnny Gargano and he was like... The block is hot over here. It's like he's going to be somewhere in wrestling very soon, pretty much, because mm-hmm. it's lit over here. Hunter got his people. We know what NXT black and gold or whatever they want to call the era of Hunter was. We know what it was about. He likes two out of three falls matches that are 45 minutes. So it's probably pretty soon Johnny Gargano might be back over here. Yeah. I feel like, do you guys feel like if Johnny Gargano goes to WWE, he'll be in a better position than if he signed with AW? Yes. Um, I I think he would be in a better position than AEW, but if he went to ROH, I think he'd be in a better situation than ROH. That's I agree. just my personal opinion. I um, think he'd but, be ROH champion. Yeah, but I think people that want to see him on TV and have all of like the the presentation of WWE, that would be better for some people. Okay. Um, yeah. For personally, the, what I would like to see Gargano do, I would like to see him go to ROH. Mm-hmm. And, but you know what, though? The thing that I'm excited about more than anything is, look, I, I can't give NXT 2.0 a chance. It's just not for me, right? But, um, uh, and I've seen people say, nah, you know, NXT 2.0 is not going to change. It's, it's going to change. Yeah, it's it's gonna, and, the, it's, it's and the reason it's going to change, now, probably not presentationally. Maybe they still keep the Nickelodeon set, and that's fine. Um, and maybe <laughs> they... Turn the lights down a little bit. It's, it's just turn so them down. Bring just the dimmer down a little bit. Because, yeah, honestly, yeah. I didn't like how dark NXT black and gold like ultimately got by the end with like the the skulls and all that shit like right. that stuff was not for me right um i think hold on what keep keep going i gotta look up something because that, oh, is okay. that real i don't know what you're talking about that i'm curious keep, keep talking happening? keep talking keep talking <laughs> okay <laughs> I, they're about I'm to get rid of nxt and living color as well yo we'll it is that. real bill russell just passed away oh, oh no damn Wow. Damn it. Damn. Wow. 88 years old, man. Rest in peace. Legendary yeah. wow. figure right there. Yeah. Legendary figure. NBA logo. Oh, man. man. Sad day. Yeah, sad day. Rest in peace to Bill Russell. I know. I probably got to I gotta text my dad. Uh, Live on air, Grafsity. Damn, man. Yeah. What a guy, man. Yeah, we'll text my dad real quick. Uh... Because I feel like that's an important one. He has given me Bill Russell lessons my whole life. Because <laughs> that's who he grew up with. Wow. That's, uh, that's, yeah, that's sad. One of the OG, the OGs of OGs. When you talk about OGs, that's the OG that you're talking about. If you're talking about NBA 
Like he's always when they were like, oh, the best ever is uh, like now our generation is like, oh, Jordan and LeBron. The old generation is always like Bill Russell. They ain't have nothing on Bill Russell. Like he's one of those guys yeah. that was in the streets and he'll fuck you up too. one of those guys, just like an old school, strong arm. Nah, man. Black Boston, grandpa. Boston legend, bro. He wasn't mm-hmm. having it with those racist folks. No there, way. <laughs> Get a two piece it. and a biscuit if you run down here. Yeah. Nah. Shout out um, Bill Russell, RIP, mm. NBA legend. Um, that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, then that was real. Uh, no, I didn't even know what I was talking about. I was talking about NXT. I was just saying that uh, the, whole re- the whole reason for the NXT revamp was to revamp the vision of NXT. Um, and I, I saw, when I said that on Twitter, um, I saw people responding that, no, NXT won't change because it's still about building up the future and developing, and NXT Black and Gold wasn't. That's not true, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know where that idea comes from, that NXT Black and Gold was not, <coughs> um, ultimately, the bottom line wasn't to have a next generation of wrestlers. It was just that uh, the, reason, the biggest reason for the... Sh- the biggest reason for the shift was that um, it was more that the main roster at the time didn't see what NXT Black and Gold was building as right. as the future. They didn't see the, uh, they. It was just two clashing visions. It was like Hunter was signing these guys, um, making them the stars of NXT. Then NXT, then the main roster would call them up, and then uh, Vince would be like, "Eh, this isn't." gonna work and then they'd be released right um and so it was just this constant cycle of guys not working from nxt to the point of where there was this perception that people were remaining in nxt forever and that hunter was just building a super indie Mm -hmm. but like the intention was always for those guys to be main roster guys i've talked to people from nxt who went from the indies to nxt and stayed in nxt a while and everybody said the same thing NXT doesn't pay. Nobody's oh. intention is to stay in NXT. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like NXT is supposed to be the stepping stone to figuring out your TV presentation and then get mm-hmm. to the main roster. Nobody signed with NXT with the intention of staying in NXT. They, everybody right. si- signed with the everybody who signed with NXT ultimately wants had to goals. get paid. <laughs> wants to get paid. Wants to travel. <laughs> wants to have the wrestling experience. That yeah. is the goal of signing right. with NXT. And the coconut loop was not. But how, how can you say it hasn't built up new stars? Like, I mean, Becky and Bianca just had a great match. They're both NXT alumni. What, right. What, what, I, I mean, because people are like the last couple of years of NXT were just meant to, to just please um, internet fans. But no, everybody in NXT was meant to go to the main roster. They were just clashing right. visions. And so mm-hmm. what I see now, and the reason I think that there will be the change, is that um, now we know what the main roster's vision is. Um, maybe we don't know directly, but we know because Hunter made excuses too. Hunter would be like, "Well, you know, we had, uh, the, the, you know, NXT serves a certain audience, and there's a certain audience that cares for seeing the development of wrestlers, and then there's the mainstream audience, and that's WWE, that's Raw and SmackDown." But also, I think he knew how to um, say company bullshit. Uh, yes. but like ultimately. Just as WWE was designed to serve one guy, and that was Vince McMahon, it served what he wants to see. And it's up with AEW. Like, we know AEW is catered yeah. to Tony's taste, right? Yes. And, like, ultimately, we know we have seen what Hunter's taste in pro wrestling is. 
and we've already seen traces of it. Talking about SummerSlam, this opening match was a phenomenal match. Mm-hmm. match but then the way the moments played out, I will say the stretch from the start of the match, the bell ringing, till that end stare down between Bailey's new faction and uh, Bianca that, and yeah, Becky Bianca, yeah. was the most takeover moment. I've seen <laughs> that was an extremely takeover moment, yeah, well, right? Uh, like nothing else on the show really felt like this. This was the right. most Hunter I felt on the show because this felt like something straight out of a takeover. How they the way, shot it and everything, how they were shooting Bianca, like that. It was hell. Yeah. Uh, well, like the, the idea of the uh, because takeover did a lot of that like play off of recognition kind of stuff you know Mm -hmm. give people those kinds of moments of like oh shit this person's here um and so you know bailey's music hit i was already excited she looks amazing she looks great i think i think that's phenomenal she looks so good uh she has just been working her i can't even say ass off because it's not true um but uh bailey looks phenomenal no uh uh, what what do they say respectfully bailey is fine Bailey, yeah, fine last night. Shout out to Bailey. Uh, so yeah, she, she looked happy too. She looked very yeah, happy. Yeah, more to than be I think. Of, well, here's the thing. Remember her tweets in disappointment over Dakota's release. If there was anybody pulling besides Hunter for Dakota so to be brought back, mm-hmm. you absolutely know Bailey had Dakota's back and had her ready to come back like that. Um, and so there's Bailey, right? Uh, Bailey's music hits, but then yeah, Dakota's music hits, and I lost it in my seat. I'm like, same music. Vince McMahon would have gave them different music, so we didn't know who they were. Same music that you know from NXT that you know is attached to these wrestlers. That's Hunter doing. Yeah, that. I I will say one of the things about Dakota possibly leaving. I didn't want her to lose her current heel theme because it's great mm-hmm. um and it's the same with eo i'm like yo keep eo's music don't change it it's so mm-hmm. good um so yeah uh but no i agree this was definitely this definitely had triple h's fingerprints all over it. oh like, yeah all the way mm-hmm. all the way to the point of bailey coming out and kind of being what Paige was when bailey didn't come up and yeah they created you know the you know the submission Sorority wish they had a Yeah, that was an awful name. Team PCB. Team PCB, yep. But no, it, it felt very similar to Paige being in a mentor role and bringing mm-hmm. two people up from NXT. And um, that was a big part of what I liked about it. I thought the, I thought the opening match and that segment was the highlight of the show, in my opinion. Yeah, it was great. The yeah. highlight. Uh, this was yeah. the best thing to happen on the show. And yeah, like I said, the... Uh, I loved it. The EO, and she's got a new name. She's now EO Stark. EO is... Uh, uh, EO Sky. EO Sky. EO Sky Stark. EO Sky. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was thinking Gunther Stark. Um, back when that was the thing, EO Sky. call him Gunther Stark anymore? It seems like they just... No, no, no. That, that, that was just the trademark they filed, but he's just Gunther. Uh, but I had the Gunther Stark thing because that was the name that they uh <laughs> that they had in mind uh but eo sky uh she's now eo sky and i'm not mad at it i'm not it's, mad at the name at all it's not bad yeah. it's it's the only thing that i don't like about it is wwe seems to be doing this thing with japanese wrestlers where it feels like they have to spell their name the way right yeah i confuse people because mm-hmm. they did it with saray as well and it's like no, you can just pronounce it right on air, and the fans will get used to it, and they'll pronounce it correctly. You Worked with Oscar. Fans like they're stupid. Worked with Oscar, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I don't know anybody who says the Asuka. You don't hear fans chanting that. Like you say <laughs> it, Kurt Angle. T- yeah you you let people you say it one time they're they're gonna get it uh yeah no just but say the name correctly on commentary and i will say that eo sky is definitely like i i probably i get the changing of the first name because i feel like um because like WWE even accidentally trademarked the wrong name the first time when they trademarked uh, Low Shirai because mm, um, because it, it was because uh, whoever it, makes the trademarks isn't a wrestling fan. They're just well, like, no, it was more so because when they were filling out the forms, I think somebody just happened to see it and thought it was a lowercase L. L and not a capital I, and on, so. <laughs> Uh, and so, like, yeah. when WWE, like, when that trademark went through for Lo Shirai, like, it was clear. That's one of those names. That first name is probably one that you um, you have to explain to people. And I mm. think they probably don't even want to deal with that. So it's like, just add a Y just so people know. Uh, I think that that is understanding I get. Sky, I don't know, is way too common um, because, like, we already have, like, Velvet Scorpio. Sky over the year. We got Scorpio Sky. We got Sky Blue. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I have just that's a little too common for me. Yeah, as a name, and I feel like Shirai would have kept. You know, I I think having unique identities is one of the best things wrestlers can have. Something where it's identifiable. You can Google them. You know who they are. Um, and it's not like there's anybody else named EO Sky, but I still feel like. Yeah, and I mean, look here. Here's but, my thing. But the internet jumped on Corey Graves because they thought he just had her name wrong. Yeah, uh, I, was, I, I was assuming at the time, like mm. when he when he was saying that it was a name change, I was just waiting for it to be official. Right. Um, uh-huh. But no, I do, I do think like Io Shirai has history behind it because like she had like a pretty iconic career with Stardom, um, mm-hmm. like all the way to the point when IWGP Women's Championship was announced. I was like, "Yo, that's Io's belt. Like, it should be her belt." He did um, put that in our just, group chat. That's funny. Just because of her history with the company and everything, like that should be her belt. Um, and so, on some levels, I do want her to still be Io Shirai. But also, when you mentioned things like they tried to trademark it incorrectly, and then mm-hmm. in the spelling change. Eo might have looked at that from afar. Oh, y'all don't have that that trademark. But yeah, yeah, change my name. Change yeah, my yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, no, no, let's go with something else. <laughs> y'all playing over there? Yeah, <laughs> playing uh, with my name. <laughs> Mets fan for life says Freddie Prince Jr. called Triple H a petty Betty on his podcast when it comes to CM Punk. Do you think this affects Cody in any way? No. Hmm. Um, I I, think I wish that... it would. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love it. Nah. Uh, I... <laughs> what? <laughs> drama. Come on, we love drama. No, yeah, I... Oh, no. What's wrong with you? JJ says, uh, off topic, but hey, guys, last week you were talking about people Will has interviewed. Think it's time he told the Batista story. Look, man, that is something that that I am trying to live past. I, uh... I interviewed Batista. World heavyweight champion Batista back in 07. Big Dave. And at the time, I was not a Batista fan. And so... Because um, you're a little Mark boy. None of us were at in 07. Yeah, so I... Uh, I had kind of laid out a question. And I tried to phrase it kind of as diplomatically as possible. Because everybody was like... 
it, like on the show i was constantly at the time was just like batista sucks batista sucks i don't like batista <laughs> and then uh people are like oh, when i announced the interview people are like how are you going to interview batista and and not be you know not be the critic you are so i was like okay i'm going to find a way to diplomatically word a question um and see how it goes and so i had asked batista how he responds to his critics such as myself (laughs) and let me tell you the wwe handler jumped on the call come on man look i was i was what you were early i was 19 at the time yeah 19 going on 20 and immediately the WWE handler kind of jumps on the call and is like, yeah, we're kind of done here. And, <laughs> and that was the end of that. So um, we ain't we had we had I don't think we've ever interviewed a WWE wrestler here on Grapsity. And now we know why they got Will's picture on the and <laughs> set up in WWE headquarters. Like, do not give this guy an interview. He's rude. How are you going inter- to say that? Such as me. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute, hold Your on. Critics My man said, such, such as me, I ain't oh, fucking with you. That's crazy, Will. That's like, I, know, I know. I know. He's the champion. He's not just like some. He was the player. world heavyweight champion at the time. Oh, shit. He was going into a match with The Undertaker. Wow. And you buried him. Before wow. The Undertaker did. That, that is really funny. Uh, SummerSlam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, JJ. I'm, I'm glad. Like I said, I've been doing this for 17 years. Look, oh. I am glad that there are people around who still remember those stories um, and know those stories. And I am glad that a lot of that stuff will never get lived down. It's all right. Uh, and hey, Vince is out. Maybe we will get a WWE interview now. Maybe that was. The oh, I, I know. This man hated Grapsity. I heard he was like, no, uh-huh. not give them niggas no <laughs> interviews. <laughs> What, what are you the grass anyway? I don't, what is this? <laughs> Righteous rage. Get him off my Get him off my screen. <laughs> Get him off my screen. I, uh, nah, we've actually, we've had, we got WWE interviews in the pipeline, though. We've got, uh, they're just harder to clear, is the thing. But we know yeah, plenty of people time. in WWE. They, yeah. they, they're, those are harder to clear. Um, I, I feel like, uh, Triple H is talking about getting better at media yeah. things. So I and feel so like, that could change. That yeah. culture could change. So mm-hmm. uh, Hopefully. who knows? Um, but yeah, I know plenty of WWE people. I have friends in WWE. That's yeah. the thing is I do mm-hmm. have friends who work in WWE. Mm-hmm. And uh, and granted, I also have friends who uh, were released in the last couple of years. that Or in the last year that I think might also get their jobs back. So... Uh, there's going to be some fun stuff. I, I can't wait to see how it all unfolds. Um, yeah. Chris says, Sleeper match of the night, Logan Paul versus The Miz. Best match of the night, Bel Air versus Lynch. 7 out of 10 show solid. I, I, that's what I said was 7 out of 10. Um, yeah, I, definitely I will say that the next match on the card was a sleeper. That um, Logan Paul, he definitely the, falls along those. The bar is lines. in hell. If you could he, do a moonsault, if you could do a moon, you could be any person in the fucking world. If you could do a moonsault, people are like, oh, my God, the greatest of all time. I'll admit the the 
frog splash was fucking impressive. But it other was. than that, the nigga was doing shit that niggas on AEW Dark do. So <laughs> re fucking lax, bro. Like it's a guy like they're like, oh, I can't believe it. He's an athlete. Dude played college football. Fucking he boxed Floyd Mayweather. What you mean you can't believe he did that? Of course he could do that. This guy's done a bunch of amazing things. He's not just like some fucking dork. Relax. He's not better than Will Ospreay. He's not better than anybody. I can't believe I saw that tweet. Also, no, on that tweet. Was that, what? What? Like. Also, uh, on top of that, WWE needs to relax on putting guys over their fucking guys. Like every time, I mean, like well, if there's a celebrity, Miz, if there's a celebrity, they're gonna win, and it, that that doesn't, every they time. don't have to win. Every what celebrity time. has? What celebrity has lost? Now I think about that because like. I'm fucking, thinking back to Lawrence Taylor and everything. Like they don't lose. Like, Kevin Federline beat you're going over. Kevin Federline beat WWE champion John Cena. Like, <laughs> celebrities. You can make the same entertainment tonight if the celebrity loses. Like, it's the same effect. But I'm sure it's probably part of the deal in, in sealing it of like, hey, you you're going to win. You think I'm about the job? You paying me? I'm coming on this show to win. <laughs> yeah. Nah, uh, hey, man, look. That's I, it. I, Relax on the Logan Paul shit. No, nah, here's the thing. I, the frog splash was fucking crazy. Like, that's nuts. But relax, you guys. I am probably one of Miz's biggest critics. I the Miz think, was there. That's part of it. So. I, I I think that uh, the Miz, um, probably a controversial take. I think he is highly regressed as a performer. Um, I think he's almost so proud of the fact that he doesn't like. <laughs> I I think, look, Miz to me was phenomenal 2016 when he was like trying to wrestle like brian danielson uh he was doing some surprise that he was doing the bet he was doing the best work of his career doing brian danielson's offense um but but like they they are gonna they are gonna kill y'all for something No, but like, but but it's true though. I think Miz in 2016 was having some of the best work of his career. That fatal four. One of the spots they used in the match was a Brian. They used Brian Danielson's spot in their match. Yeah, they did. Yeah, but like he he when that four way um, in 2016 for the Intercontinental Title, I think it was what Miz, Cesaro, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. One of one of Miz's best performances. No, um, was that uh, the no, the No Mercy show in Sacramento? Was it Miz and? Oh God, Miz and Dolph Ziggler—they tore it up. That was amazing. A great yeah. match, one of the best no. matches I've seen. Of course, that Miz uh, have, you know? I think 2017 Miz with the Miz Taraj and and, and uh, all of that, who are feuding with uh, the Shield, great shit. I think uh, the, at that point, I was like, Miz has turned it around as a performer. Miz has figured out uh, everything. Like, I was a big Miz defender at that time. Um, I don't know what's happened in the last year. He was like, I don't want to do all that shit. That's a lot. I want to do three things instead of 15 things. Yeah, That's what I, don't, <laughs> I feel like people still want to see that Miz, but I have not he seen don't. Miz performing like that He's in like, a bro, long time. He's like, bro, I have time. a TV show. I don't have time for this shit. Like, yeah, I, it, it has been a long time since I've seen Miz perform the way he did uh, in 2017, 2016. And... Uh, I would even venture to say that in 2021, he may have been um, one of my least favorite performers to watch. The meat and and bones of the reason I didn't like SummerSlam is because they tried to get us to like a bunch of average white guys. This show was a bunch of average uh, white guys. Pat McAfee, (laughs) Logan Paul, fucking Edge. I'm like, oh, I don't want to like any of these guys. 
What? Why would I? Okay. Like any of so, these guys. So this is what I was talking about. So like, I, okay. So I what I <laughs> what choir, I tweeted. Get the, the, the choir. What I tweeted here, uh, what I tweeted at the uh, about the show when I said I loved the opener and I loved um, the the main, but the meat of the show wasn't really for me. Uh, as far as the middle, this is the stuff I'm gonna talk about. So we uh, Logan Paul versus Miz. I get why people liked it. Um, I like I said, I, Miz doesn't do it for me, and I get that uh, you mentioned the bars in hell. That's usually it for celebrities, right? Where it's like, hey, a celebrity comes in and they can kind of do the things that we love seeing. So therefore, um, we're gonna give this a little bit more than we would give anything else. And it, it, it had fun story elements. It got the crowd into it. Whatever wasn't for me, but I get why people liked it. Bobby Lashley versus Theory was pretty much like a. You know, once Theory Lashley lost that, <laughs> Lashley beat his ass. Lashley is over. Once, I loved it. But once that happened, I realized something. Uh, and that's why I tweeted what I tweeted when I said, and for those who don't follow me on Twitter, uh, I had said that because um, it was pointed out this like the 11th match or something that I think maybe the ninth that Theory has lost since becoming Money in the Bank, Mr. Money in the Bank. And I was like, don't do it, Hunter. Whatever you're, you're thinking. Right? I think that was the ninth, though. Um, mm. But that usually feels like the setup for the cash in. But sure. I was like, but I was like, don't do it. Uh, mm. There has never been a time, and you find it for me, where a, somebody who is a fucking geek, and what I mean by that, I don't mean this in a like, because uh, I know people like theory, and I get that. This isn't about theory as a performer. This is simply about how he's been presented. Um, Somebody who is it comes off as a geek, they, they just constantly get their ass beat. It has never worked out where you just suddenly make them champion. Never. Um, you know, I know people will point to what about Daniel Bryan? Daniel Bryan worked out in spite of that. Yes. Daniel Bryan was one of those cases where you tried to geek him out and the fans rebelled against that you because can't. they're like, How are you doing this to Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan? How are you gonna like they took over the yes chant and all of that, but ultimately they tried to make Daniel Bryan look like a geek, and uh, they had him lose in 18 seconds. But the fans' rejection of that ended up propelling Daniel Bryan into the stratosphere. Um, but as far as theory is concerned, I was like, you can't at this stage make this guy champion. I almost feel like you can't make him champion for a long time. He's not there. But can you have him lose his money in the bank? We've done that before, right? You had Damian Sandow lose. You've had uh, who else lost? John Cena, there was a disqualification. You've had people lose. What about this? I just came up with an idea. It's never I have an idea. Done. So uh, It's never been done. He holds it for the whole time. That was my time, idea. That's what I was gonna say. Time runs out. They get that was my idea. And he never. He never. He never. That's where. I, that's where I was going with it. It's a great idea. Yeah, I like. That's that. exactly where I was going. Where I was like, uh, basically, I was saying that um, if you want to tell something different, you should have it where he keeps trying to cash in, but something keeps happening to prevent it. Like he tried to cash like in that. last night. He was unable to until all of a sudden he's realizing time's running out. It's money in the bank 2023. Mm -hmm. And if he and the stipulation is that if he doesn't cash in by the end of money in the bank 2023, he it's gone. And so like he keeps trying and then somehow, some way, whoever the champ is, Cody Rhodes, probably 
He tries to cash in on him, but Cody like manages to get away and then like five, four, three, two, one, time's up, you're no longer Mr. Money in the bank. <laughs> I, I don't see that happening. I think and then, he's going to cash in. I look, I would have said that in. under I would have said that under Vince. I feel like Hunter might have a little more patience. Like I think Hunter believes in Austin Theory. I think a lot of guys believe in Austin Theory. I was about Theory. to say he likes Theory. He he brought him yeah. in. Yeah. I, I don't I'm not saying not anything against Austin Theory. I think Austin Theory gets there eventually. I think Hunter has a little more foresight to know like Hunter sat and watched Randy Orton in 2004, right? Like as Vince was like, "No, this is the guy. We're going to make him the guy now." And Hunter was like, it wasn't time. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think it's his time. But then the solution to that was, all right, put the belt back it's on Hunter. It's my time. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the solution at the time oh, was put the time. belt back on Hunter. But, like, at least now the solution isn't put the belt back on Hunter. It's to be able to say, uh, we just have to wait. He could be the yeah. guy. But right now we would sabotage theory. If mm-hmm. yep, yep, we get it. Slow motion. He slow motion. The on. They were like, if you put the title on a backer, is it is my hotel Wi Fi going bad? Yeah, you want to turn it into fifty six K mode for sure. Okay, you might you might be back. You might be back. <laughs> I think my back. I'm back. I see the bar is getting better. A little bit. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. Yes. It's a little bit off. Okay. But... I, I I I see it's back now. Um. Nah. I, I was just saying that the. Uh, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> the, theory. I, 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 oh yeah, yeah. No, somebody said last night. They said if you push theory right now, he's Jack Swagger, and you don't, don't want to do that. That. In the sense that Swagger had yeah. didn't have enough going for him at that moment in time to become champion, mm-hmm. and it ended up hurting him. Now I think. The upside of theory is way higher than Jack Swagger's. Agreed. Right. That's why it was like, Whoa. yeah. Whoa. The upside is way higher, and I think that Will's uh, just saying it's too early. That's it's too early. It. That's it. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. You push Not him that right now. Theory shouldn't get pushed. He should get pushed. It's just early. Yeah. Like right now, Roman's 700 day title reign needs to be ended by somebody who. Not by that. Um. Basically, it needs to be ended by somebody who's been built up to end it. Who needs to be, like, if you built this guy up as somebody who slaughtered everybody and he just happens to lose from the fucking lunchbox, I'm done with that. Like, no, he needs to... You can't do that to Roman. No, it has to be to somebody who was built up credibly and looks like they slayed the dragon that is Roman Reigns. Right. Like it can't look like somebody who just got away with it. That's a mistake. It, it, we we saw we saw last night why that doesn't work of making someone look lucky and then then because you have to keep it consistent after that. Yeah. yeah. So we're yep, there. we're gonna talk about that. Gonna talk yeah. about that because uh, mm-hmm. elsewhere on the card, uh, Mysterios versus Judgment Day. I thought this was whack. Um, and the part the problem for me here is that so I said before Logan Paul versus Miz featured guys that aren't for me. This featured guys that are for me doing yeah, a match that that I just didn't enjoy. Yeah. Um, and that was the issue I had here. Like, I like Finn Balor more I than I like a Rey lot of wrestlers. Mysterio. Love Rey Mysterio. He's the greatest cruiserweight of all time, but Dominic is a 
gosh darn anchor to that. Hey, man. Dominic listen, is just let, are, not. Are, are, we, are we ready to have a conversation and why I keep telling y'all Rollins is the guy? Rollins made Dom look like he was it. <laughs> he did. He did. He, Rollins I, made that Dom was the match that like made people. That was the match that made people go, all right, Ray Mysterio. I mean, it, it, Dominic Mysterio has it. But at the end of the day, ever since it that was, match, it, it's been looking, it's the, been looking bleak. It's been looking real awesome, Memphis bleak. All the awesome lucha clips, all the awesome Vikingo gifts, uh, Commander doing amazing shit. Send Dominic Mysterio to Mexico and fucking hurry, dude. Why he's not gonna get? He's not. He can't get the same training over. Just you have to. This is the only way for him to get better. If you want him to continue on the legacy of his dad, he has to go to Mexico to train. It's the only fucking way. I mean, or even like NXT. The amount of people. Yeah, yeah. I think I think who, he should have stayed when he went down there for a while. Yeah, uh, like they had the perfect opportunity. He went down there for a match. I would have had. I would have started an angle that night that forced him to kind of stay there, and then he just is an NXT wrestler going forward. Just had Ray put him on punishment. Hey, you on punishment, and your punishment yeah. is you got to stay in nah, NXT. He's about, he about to. <laughs> All he right. about to go to NXT and be one hit away. Nah, man. I I will say that the least for me thing part of this whole match. Edge, uh, in that look, all them build up videos talking about Edge's history. I thought, hey, somebody has seen the vision, which is once you reach a certain stage of your career, just play the hits and yes. just play the hits against mm-hmm. guys that you never got to play the hits against. Like Seth Rollins was the perfect example. I know what Phil's gonna say here, but uh, Seth Rollins was the perfect example, right? Of like. Edge had to retire in 2011. Seth Rollins came around in 2012. You take the edge we love and know and put him up against somebody we never got to see him face. That's all you have to do with people at this stage. Mm-hmm. Play the hits and play them against people that you never got to play them against. The biggest mistake with Edge was putting him against Randy Orton to me because it's like that was a guy he faced a million times before Wrong his playing injury. the hits. No, that's not yeah. what we meant. <laughs> I know. Definitely not against... <laughs> Um, yeah, definitely not against, uh, sorry, my dad was texting me back, um, mm. it's cause he just saw. So I thought maybe they saw the vision because all of mm. those edge build up promos were all, you know, showing his history, all of that. And it's like, okay, we all know he's coming tonight. It literally said I'm coming tonight. <laughs> and so I'm like, Metalingus, all you got to do is. You think you know me. On this day. And it wasn't even the original Brood. It was the remix. And I'm like. Okay, I'm going to say something nice and crazy about this segment. Those were the best spears I've ever seen Edge hit. Ever. Including the Jeff Hardy ladder ones. These are the best. Like, hit them like that. Don't go to your knees like a dork. Spear these people. Those I, were man, great spears. I, I will say this before I say anything about this. The, I, Bobby is great. Bobby is fantastic. And the thing that I enjoy Bobby doing is not just dominating, but when it's when it's like uh when it's like somebody that they want us to really like and Bobby just comes out and manhandles them. Mm-hmm. Like when he manhandled Riddle, loved it. The, mm-hmm. those few weeks where he was beating up Riddle every week. Loved it. I what would about, sit and cackle at my TV every time. What about Hilarious. when he was beating up the New Day, though? 
No, nah, that wasn't all this great. But <laughs> no, nah, when he when he was beating up Riddle every week, that was hilarious. So watching him beat up Theory last night, I loved it. I had mm-hmm. a blast with that. Um, so, but man, this thing with this Edge stuff, look. I like Judgment Day as a visual. I, I like the visual of Finn being the leader. I like, I like all those Ridge. People. I like I like uh, I like all three of those guys. I like Rhea as kind of like the muscle that is like beating up people. Listen, Rhea, Rhea coming in and and basically embarrassing Ray in front of his entire family and friends. <laughs> Hilarious! I loved it um, <laughs> on his but, twenty year celebration. Yeah, loved it. Um, but. I feel like you never really let Finn look like the leader of this group because he doesn't cut many in-ring promos. Mm-hmm. And you haven't really let the group dominate because they kind of still lose a lot. Right. So, oh, yeah. so you, you've got them in this spot where they look they look the part, but you, they haven't come like across as a threat. Their Instagram and, is lit. Like, they look great. Like, their, yeah, their they, costumes, all the, everything looks great, but they just not, you know, yeah, so moving they, forward with it. They look the part. They look like a threat, but... Before they could get there, now you're introducing Old Man Edge again. It's like, well, let them cook first before you bring Edge back in. Oh and, man, and this the and new so, get, the new look looks so much like a midlife crisis. <laughs> I was having crisis. yo, I I'm like, look, man, he just needs to play the hits. It's not oh. that difficult. He didn't need a new look. I'm surprised he didn't come out in a Harley, honestly. Like, that's, Yo, I, that's I, midlife I, like, crisis shit. Like, right the jacket, like, none of this hit for me. The glasses, everything. It just, everything yeah. just looked so corny. And I, I just like thought, it. like, I, I started, <laughs> I'm not going to say what I want to say right now. But uh, I just felt like, so far in this return, it's really just been the Rollins feud for me. That's it. But nothing else as far as since Edge has been back has hit for me. Mm-mm. And that is, and he's been back two and a half years now. The only thing that really hit for me was the Rollins feud. And even still, I talked about pieces I didn't like about the Rollins feud. Them sit down promos in the middle of the ring where he just stares into the camera with a spotlight. My least favorite thing. I hate monologues. Uh, I hate. What if Edge is just funny? Why does he have to be like? We like that. We like that Edge and Christian shit. Like clown somebody. We don't want this in the dark vampire ass. I don't know because the stuff with Miz wasn't good either. Like he. Yeah, I guess so. Like I don't. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't know what's happening here. I don't know. But I, I, uh, I, man, what what I what I messaged you guys last night is exactly what I feel about Edge. Edge, Edge is doing all of the. This is cool to me, and this is cool as a guy from outside of this era. And I'm trying to look cool to you guys, and it ain't working. <laughs> he is doing all of the he's doing all of the Chris Jericho stuff without the self awareness. Right? Like, yeah. Jericho oh. understands what he's doing is not cool, and he he's does. doing it for a laugh because it's self aware. Edge don't yes. get that. Edge thinks what he's doing is cool. Right. That's what yeah. it is. I, I. I. Yes, I agree. I. I just. Chris Man. Jericho's more self-aware. That's crazy to say. That's, I know, sure. right? That's what it so is. true. It's very true. Yeah, Edge is doing like a, this is going to be really cool, Beth. You see my new jacket and my new glasses? They're going to love this. And it's like, I don't know. Jacket. So. Come on, glasses, jacket, shirt, man. Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yep. nah, Super high really fire, bro. Turn so up the fire, bro. <laughs> yeah. So what again. do you think they can do then, Will? What do you think that, like, what would make it hit for you? For what, Edge? On the, yeah, on this day, I see Claire just go, just send us back to 98 or what? Like, what's going on here? Um, Yeah, I think what they, 
I don't know if there's anything they can do at this point. Anything, to me, uh, it was like, God, like your, your brother, all I wanted, your brother's flaming you on the other show. Like he said, that he's doing these promos to set you on fire, but you're not. Ooh, like, you, boy, you, Christian need to, is, you need to call your homeboy and get some, some tips Christian, or something. Those, those, those memes is looking like edge from his era. He's looking like rated mm, our edge right the, now. The, right. Those memes where, uh, you know, the, the whole Chad Christian thing, the, which are great, uh, where, you know, the whole idea that with minimal effort, like, like Edge has had to redo his entire look, reinvent himself, come up with new entrants, come up with a new faction, and Christian just has to go, your dad is dead, LOL. And they're like, uh, that... Christian went and put be... on a brunch fit. He's like, I'm not going to put, put on, on all this clothes. Bro. Yeah, bro, and I'm somehow, not clean out here. <laughs> he's had to do... Christian has done so much more with so much less. Uh, let's read some more Super Chat. Chris says, sleeper match of the night. Oh, yeah, we read oh, that we one. Read that one. Um, yes. Uh... My bad. I was highlighted on it. This one is uh, a newer one. Um, we've got Shauna says, as a lifetime, lifelong Celtics fan, uh, Bill Russell was the definition of legend. Ten rings, NBA Finals MVP, trophy named after him, and humanitarian who marched with Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. This hurts my heart hard. R. Like, R. just them stats that Shauna's fed off right now. That's crazy. Like, Legend. what? Man, this is crazy. This guy was, he did everything. There was nothing left for him to do. RIP to a legend, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've got. And thanks, Shauna. Uh, another from uh, BL Dog uh, says. Uh, I don't know about the show of the year people keep trying to paint it as, but SummerSlam was an average WWE show. To me, it fell off a cliff after the opener, 6 out of 10. Uh, that's kind of the stuff we're, we're, we're talking about here. Uh, and I mean, then I'm seeing yeah, a whole, it, was, it was a good show. It, now, This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer... A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Top show of the year, I think that's, I think that's stretching it. I can name at least six, six shows off the top of my head that were better. Um, but it was a good show. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, M. Derrett says, uh, LOL, Reg, but he's a newbie. He is all right as far as celebrities go. Talking about Logan Paul. Um, he's see already better. He's already better than. Saying, he's already better. Ugh. He's already better than Dom. I mean, that is an indictment. Um, Omas 
It's not difficult. Lash, again, uh, and a bunch of others, and I'm no Logan Mark. I mean, like, you, like, scrape the bottom of the barrel there. Um, but, the, yeah, I, I'm like, I, I would not use specifically, like, Omos. It's not going to be my standard for anything. Omos, and never, and Omos I, is going to be there to, to fill a specific role. One match, there. dude, I hate already. You didn't even see him. Like, I can, I can have an awesome one match, dude. Will could have a fill. Like, with the fucking pro, anybody could have an awesome match. Show me a long time of shit. Um, uh, Cole. Hey, Cole. Um, I need to talk to you. I'm going to call you after this. <laughs> uh, doing business on the air. <laughs> no, it's not even doing business. Uh, I... Uh, I Cole is here in town. Um, he's also here for the wedding, and I'm like, uh, my hotel where I'm currently staying does not have a steamer for my suit, and I'm <laughs> like upset about this. So I'm like, hey, something. Hey, Cole, I I need to use. Uh, I'm, I may be swinging by your hotel hey, you here in a little bit. Bro? Yeah. So. <laughs> Holy shit. So. I may be by just a little bit. I'll text you after this. Uh, Cole says, shout out Will, Phil, and Reg. May all future news scoops be more fruitful than Roman Reigns being scooped up by the tractor. <laughs> I, I did. Um, I, I texted Sean last night. I was like, hey, Sean, I've got a scoop for you. And he was like, don't you fucking do it. Don't you fucking do it. And, and I just sent him the gif of Roman Reigns being dumped by the tractor. <laughs> Shout out to Cole. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Big shout out to Cole. Uh, let's see. We got uh, Chaos Control says, average white guys, you got it, Reg. I'm sorry, man. That's not even distant. Like, is Brian Danielson an average white guy? Because he's my favorite wrestler of all time. He's one of my no, favorite wrestlers of all time. He's above average. Do you see that main event this week? But, yeah, I mean, I'm crazy. not talking about as a wrestler. I'm just talking about as a person. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, hey, hey, and uh, shout out Robbie Fox. Uh, he had an interview with uh, Brian Danielson this week. Uh, it's very good. Um, it's it's always great to hear Brian talk wrestling and how much he loves wrestling still mm-hmm. and how much he just loves doing it and uh, I had heard from people in AEW but to hear it from Brian himself like how much of a resource Brian really is in that company mm-hmm. and how um, people like schedule time just to be with Brian just to get like some one on one time because like Brian talked about how he hates classes as far as training is concerned like he's like as a trainer like he kind of knocked the hip toss class, which is a funny thing that Cody used to make fun of, but now works in WWE where that's like the main thing they do in NXT mm. is the hip toss class. Uh, but, um, you know, Brian was like, the true way to train for him is one-on-one, you know, having one-on-one time with somebody and he hates kind of the class setting. And so, mm-hmm. but people be trying to schedule time with Brian. They want that one-on-one time with Brian Danielson. Uh, and he's like, he gets to the arena at a certain time, and then all of a sudden, he's got meetings with people. He's like, all right, I'm going to get in the ring with this guy, get in the ring with this guy, get in the ring with this guy. And it's like, that's cool. That's really cool. That's super that, cool. Yeah, you know, he talked about he's always got his one-on-one time with Jade. That's an important one. Um, and that's one he's always going to have. But for the most part, that's the thing Brian Crazy does. resources over there. Brian Danielson, you got William Regal, you got Jerry Lynn, you got, you know what I mean? Like, backstage mm-hmm. is like, you can get Dean Malenko, you can get, like, some of the best teachings you could ever dream of, you know, mm-hmm. just one-on-one with the legend. It's crazy out there. Jay says, uh, as much as I would like to see Sasha and Naomi under a different presentation, with Triple H in charge in WWE, the allure for a woman to go to AEW has to be diminished 
diminishing comparatively. And we talked about, I mean, I, I mentioned a story on the show, uh, especially given how sparingly women wrestle on AEW TV. I mean, uh, there's a competitive thing. I feel like what we saw at the beginning of the show uh, with the um, everything that went down, that women's uh-huh. uh, title match followed by those surprise moments, something that's unprecedented in women's wrestling. I feel like presentationally, there is nothing else in the business close to that when it comes to women's wrestling in a presentational manner with women who feel like stars the way Bianca does, the way Becky does, uh, and the way you were able to bring back Bailey, the way you were able to um, debut EO, the way you were able to debut Dakota and make them all feel like a big deal. Unprecedented. Nothing's even close. But yeah, that's why I drew comparisons to the Paige thing because, hey, that was uh, the start of the revolution. And if you want to look at it this way... Oh yeah, the night uh, Stephanie McMahon... Yeah, that was the night uh, Stephanie McMahon invented women's wrestling. Um, yeah, I be, fucking hate this, that. By the way, I, I, I can't think believe she did I, it again I, last night. That's crazy. I, I, I feel like uh, every time people cite that moment as like a, a great moment, I thought, you know, it would have been better if you had just let those women debut as like stars and not had Stephanie McMahon come out and be like, "Hey, Charlotte. Hey, Sasha Banks. Hey, Becky Lynch." And it's like. I don't know. To me, I I hated that moment. I thought mm-hmm. it uh, undermined them as individuals, and it it to me felt performative. Uh, I agree. Um, I just I just it, the way that it was done. I do feel like it was in a way like a kind of a restart of what they were doing in 2016. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So which is great for everybody. Great yep. for everybody. Uh, and then we got a. Uh, the other things on the show. So the next thing, Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. Not for me in any way, shape, or form. And this, and like the thing is, I can like appreciate a Pat McAfee performance in that. Like I thought the match with Theory at WrestleMania was like pretty good, right? And like you know he had a good match with Adam Cole, um, and also War Games, good match. Oh, I liked this, Adam Cole match. That was fun. Yeah, this was not that. I thought this kind of sunk. And I thought that uh, Baron Corbin, Corbin, Happy Corbin, sorry. Uh, not nah, this. This was not it for me. Uh, I this, did. Uh, this was probably my least favorite Pat McAfee performance. I guess other than technically he has a match on the record with Vince McMahon. Go figure. Vince McMahon's final match was beating Pat McAfee, um, but. <laughs> Uh, it's on the record. It happened. WrestleMania. It happened at WrestleMania. Vince McMahon beat Pat McAfee. That was this year. Crazy. That was this year. Now we were talking uh, last he night restarted about restarted the match just so he could beat him. Bro. Yeah. No, nah, man. We've talked a, a, a lot of uh, about a lot of stuff because this has been such a wild year. Like, can you believe in 2022, Stone Cold Steve Austin had a match in the main <laughs> event of WrestleMania? And it ain't even one of the top five things to happen this year. Mm-mm. Yo. It's I'm actually not... kind of forgotten. Like, it until is. they show that Kevin Owens video package, I'm like, oh, yeah. Stone, Stone Cold, Cold wrestled this year. He had a match, mm-hmm. and it was good. He had a yeah. good match this year mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. And Stone Cold Might not even make it at the top ten at the end of the year. Like, at the end of the year, so many other happening. bigger stories have happened. Like, Cody jumping ship. Sorry, it's a bigger story. Um, Hunter taking over the company is a bigger story. Vince McMahon, 
the hush money payments bigger story. Sasha yeah. Banks and Naomi walking out, kind of a bigger mm-hmm. story. Had a much longer lasting impact. Yeah. Um, like Stone Cold Wrestling this year, it's just wild to me. Isn't even like a top five story this year out of WWE, let it, alone the it, whole industry. It, it immediately got overshadowed that weekend. I mean, not just not just the Cody stuff, but the MJF stuff that that, that right. happened after that. Like mm-hmm. it eventually overshadowed it. Like before, before like the like before halfway into the year. Right. I know it, it's crazy. It, it, yeah, who knows how this year is going to end? But uh, it's wild. Uh, but what did you guys think of McAfee and Corbin? Um, I think that it had similar issues that I had with Miz versus uh, Logan. Logan Paul in the mm-hmm. sense that Logan Paul worked a good match. It wasn't anything wrong with the match, but I didn't feel like it had any heat. Right. I was not really invested in the story between Logan Paul and Miz. It was mm-hmm. the kind of same thing here. Like It felt like this was just a match put together because we need a match with a celebrity for the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And I feel like both of those matches felt the same. Like they were very cookie cutter. Like this is the way to get these two guys on the card. Right. And I, I thought McAfee wrestled fine. He recovered a few times from some spots that scared yeah, me. That he was, mo- he was, was moving like, a little whoa. too quickly in some spots. Um, um, uh, his whole outfit with the cutoff jeans and the J's. I was like, that's uh it's definitely white boy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was. I thought it was fine. I, I thought it was an inoffensive match, but it wasn't anything. That I was like, "Oh man, I'm so excited to see more of McAfee." Um, and honestly, I, I, I to me, I thought it was a reminder that um, Pat McAfee has definitely had some good opponents uh, yes, up yes. until this point. That you know, he he got he got to get in there with Cole. Uh, I know a lot of people have turned on Cole, but I don't think anybody's turned on him as a performer. I think we mm-hmm. know Cole goes as a wrestler. Um, I think we know that Austin Theory can go in the ring, and I think he was the right opponent for Pat McAfee. But in this regard, Corbin is not that guy. And... Well, see, that's where I was going with this, because look, I know I know that WWE fans believe that Corbin is a great heel because people don't like him. He's... He is a he is a heel that doesn't try to be cool in an era where a lot of heels want to be liked, and Corbin is cool with not being liked. But the problem is, um, a lot of the bo- Cor- Corbin stuff is boring. It's just yep. not interesting. And I mm-hmm. mean, I think that Corbin is a good wrestler. I think he's got a good move set. I think he does things that work. But as a character, he's just kind of boring to me. Um, mm-hmm. And I felt like this match and everything around it was prime example. Like. Hey, him trolling and bringing out that mugshot Friday, that was funny. But mm-hmm. other stuff like the stuff in this match that Corbin was doing to get heat, it wasn't working for me, man. I just right. didn't care. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, a match with The Miz and a match with Baron Corbin, you know how I feel about it. You know, the, the, biggest, the biggest disappointment of the night, though, to me, was the tag titles on the line. And the reason it was the biggest disappointment was because of who was involved and how... Much it was built as like this big final showdown, and it didn't feel like it got out of second gear. And that mm-hmm. was Raw tag team titles, and uh, sorry, both tag team titles on the line. The undisputed tag titles on the line. The Usos defending them against the Street Profits. 
didn't hit for me. A couple uh, of people on Twitter put bad juju in the air trying to compare it. They were like, that match last weekend was this. Let's try. No, you can't. Don't even say this two matches in the same sentence together because that's not how this works. They'll never be able I don't to know what it. happened, but it was like... Yeah, I didn't even like think this said, was. They never, they never got out of second gear. I felt. I uh, I didn't even think this was as good as uh, Money in the Bank, and I thought that you know we said that uh, at Money in the Bank they had a great match that the ending was kind of flat, and mm-hmm. it was like okay, so they're saving it for the big showdown at SummerSlam, and then this match, I got a lot of questions. What did Jeff Jarrett add to this? What why changed? Was Jeff Jarrett there. Nashville. That's why. That's why that. <laughs> but that's why I said with 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 McAfee and and uh, Logan Paul, it just felt like a way like this is how we get Jared on the card. There doesn't need to be a story right. way. He just needs to be on a card because significant. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that was kind of my issue with parts of the show. Yeah, I I, I I don't know. I wanted this to be as good as the Usos and the Street Profits are and have been. Yeah, uh, but like. Um, as they're saying in the chat, Jarrett kind of held the match back. And then in the end, this was an even flatter ending than the last one. Just regular. It's, um, I don't, everybody is being hypocritical. Not everybody, but a lot of people are saying, oh, I'm really surprised that, that Street Profits lost. But also, Montez needs to get away from Angel. Like I don't. Okay, do you want them to break up and be? Cha- do you want them to be champions or do you want them to break up? Because you can't have both. They can't be both yeah, at the same time. Yeah. So um, I think people have set them. They set themselves up to be expecting that, and when they didn't get that, that just was going to throw the whole ending off. Yeah, honestly, watching this match, people got to put some respect on Dawkins' name, man. Dawkins was out there wrestling, bro. Mm-hmm. He. He has some great moments. Um, yeah, he's been working since everybody's been talking shit. I I honestly don't. Think he's a, he's like I am not Marty Jannetty. I am not going to mm-hmm. be Marty Jannetty. Right. Um, and he's like, I'm not going to put that on me. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly like as don't a matter of fact, put them up. Honestly, <laughs> I, think so I think it's too soon. I think so too. To me, if I were him, it, like I think they should split up at some point. Um, just because uh, one of the cool things about them as a duo. Is you know you have those duos where splitting them up doesn't make a whole lot of sense, right? Like Matt and Jeff Hardy are almost like too similar in the regards of they're always going to be linked to each other, they're always going to be tied to each other. Um, they're legitimate brothers, and so like you can have them go off and do singles things, but ultimately they're always going to come back to each other. You got the USO, same thing. Where like, do you remember in like 2011? I think it was they tried to draft them apart, and somebody mm-hmm. was like. Don't draft the Usos apart. Nah. What the fuck are you going to do with that? These two guys, mm-hmm. you can't. Um, and and then same with like the Young Bucks. And I'm naming brothers here. Like Those are guys that are hard to split. But even still, like Edge and Christian is an example of two guys who um, aren't brothers, but they're best friends and uh, are, are always going to be linked together. Um, the thing about Angelo Dawkins and... Uh, and uh, Montez Ford is that they are a phenomenal tag team, but they ultimately do have their own identities. And I think it is going to be nice to one day explore their identities as individuals. Um, and I think that we should explore their identities as individuals. I think we can come back to them as tag team, as a tag team, but I think that they both bring something so unique to the table 
as individuals. I don't mind the idea of splitting them up. And I think that, uh, you know, I say this all the time. I just said it on Day After Dynamite. Every good baby face is rooted in a heel. Um, that it always starts with a good heel turn that the fans eventually gravitate to. Those are always the best baby faces. You wouldn't have The Rock if he didn't berate the fans in 98-99. And so... The fans deserved it, bro. (laughs) And and you wouldn't have Stone Cold Steve Austin if he wasn't this menacing heel going after Bret Hart. You wouldn't have had any of that. And so I feel like... I would like to see them get to explore more character stuff. They're good, a good babyface tag team that, um, you know, they're very catchphrase heavy, but it's all very over stuff. I feel like if you're going to split them, I do think one of them should turn and kind of start to find more identity with being an antagonist and eventually getting to be what they can be. I think. Yeah. I don't the even think. You know the heart- there's, this, there's a ceiling for one of these guys. No matter how much you guys say that this guy can work, there's a fucking ceiling for him. There doesn't have to be, though. There, there doesn't have to be a ceiling. There doesn't though, have like, to be, but there, there is. I'm be. sorry, you guys. There doesn't have to be, but there is. It doesn't matter. Well, you can say it doesn't have to be, but that's. I mean, hey, a whole new world, right? We're talking about Vince's world. We, I, we, we're still, like, I like I like Angelo, but I don't, I don't know. But here's here, here's why I'm worried about Angelo. It's not because Angelo's not talented. It's not because he cannot work on his own. Agreed. I think that it's very clear that they believe in Montez, and you don't see that they have that same belief in Angelo. That's and all I think, I'm saying. He's just going to get lost in the sauce. Yeah, like, and I, if, he, I, so, if they split him up, he's he's Tucker. Which I, hate, I hate that. I hate that. I don't know, but I I understand why you're saying it. He's I, and it, I I honestly think, given the finish of that match, that Montez is going to turn. I think he's going to turn heel, mm-hmm. which makes no sense to me because he's the most he's the more over guy, and the crowd wants to cheer him. But I think he's going to turn. Um, but also, like I said, I I would like to see him be able to explore more character stuff. I could see him turning. I I, I don't mind that, um, to be honest. But the thing is, am I saying Angelo Dawkins could be world champion? No. Um, well, actually, uh, can he? Of course, anybody can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I think he'd be? I wouldn't bet on it. Right. But do I think we could see? Because I feel like everybody always throws the Rockers out there as the standard for tag teams breaking up. When like that should be the exception. Because fact is, Edge and Christian broke up, and they both went and had single success. Obviously, Vince preferred one over the other. That's a fact. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they both went and got their success. They both proved that you there doesn't have to be a Genetti of a group. That uh, as far as we're concerned, because like Christian went on to immediate success. When they split them, it was like Edge was Intercontinental Champion, and Christian beat him at Unforgiven 2001, Unfor- uh, the Intercontinental title online. Christian then went on to beat Edge. Like they did show that uh, there didn't have to be. I don't feel like there has to be a Genetti because no. Um, that's also a very hindsight type of thing. Jenny, Janetti was not for lack of trying. Uh, with Janetti, it was like, do you remember the new yeah, rockers? That's a, bad, that's a bad comparison to make because it wasn't like he probably would have been pushed if he wasn't murdering people at home. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah, it, I mean, well, a bunch of extracurriculars on they top of it. I don't think they knew that at the time. But um, you know, yeah, that was what you one, mean. Of, one of the many <laughs> things that he's participated in. Like, Janetti, in hindsight, yeah, definitely. 
it, it was like, okay, clearly Shawn Michaels was the big success of the Rockers. Marty Jannetty is not. So when a tag team breaks up and only one has success, they consider that being a Jannetty. But they didn't just like immediately give up on Jannetty. They fucking right. tried. They tried. <laughs> it just yeah, wasn't happening for them. Man, that, that was the most funny uh, Friday when um, Castor did the Jannetty genetics line. And mm-hmm. people were like, yeah, but Billy Gunn wasn't the Jannetty of that team. Oh, yes, he was, sir. Mm. Um, because I think people are like, well... He he was better than than Road Dog. He was better than Road Dog, but do you remember Billy's singles career? Yeah, that didn't that didn't work. It failed to launch. And so yeah, he was Janetti. I'm sorry. The thing is, people are like, well, that, what did that make Brian? They're both Janettis. Mm. Have a good singles run. <laughs> you can't be double Janettis. Yeah, sorry, can't be a they thing. were double up. <laughs> Brian Brian didn't work as a single Gennetti. guy either. Right. Brian had to go leech off of uh, K Quick because the he the only difference I say the difference Damn, between the two is that the reason I wouldn't consider Billy Gunn Janetti between that group, even though they're both Janetti. But again, it's it's hindsight, right? Billy Gunn was not for lack of trying. They wanted Billy Gunn to be a singles guy, yeah, right? They were like, him, man, that was the end yeah. Of that. <laughs> but they made him um, king of the ring. Uh, they they put it all on uh, Billy Gunn. It was the like one okay, Billy Gunn. He, he was the here. one Billy Gunn. He beat Chris Benoit for the Intercontinental Title. Uh, they had these ideas and plans for Billy Gunn that just didn't work out. Um, that's funny. Then, I, when Phil said uh, he wasn't the Genetti, I thought of Smoking Guns first. I forgot. Like I, I me, first thought of Smoking Guns before the New Age Outlaws, which is funny enough. I that's was what like, I'm Mark saying. Gun, you, I don't know. You had to throw him in other tag teams yeah, to make no, it work. Chuck right. and Billy, Smoking mm-hmm. Guns, like right. It's they, weird he to didn't think work though as that a singles like, guy. They're both Genetti's, man. Yeah, a lot of people forget Billy Gunn wasn't actually released until like oh four oh five, and so like he was around. Uh, he continued to stay around a long time. For they tied. They tagged him with Hardcore Holly for a little bit in a tag team that the internet dubbed the Middle Age. And <laughs> <laughs> I remember every time those two were in a match, people were like, hey, the Middle Age is wrestling. The, and, the Velocity Boys. They're all yeah, on Velocity. The Velocity sure. Boys. <laughs> Another really big... So, again, it was like the Usos are a world-class tag team, I think. The Street yeah. Profits are a world-class tag team. They were cooking each other in these promos, and it felt like they were headed for the biggest showdown of their careers, and I just felt like it was a disappointment. It um, this it, was the biggest disappointment of the night for me. I, th- uh, I, I think I the women's the title, the, the SmackDown women's title match was the biggest disappointment of the night. Now, I think they fucking buried I won't them. say this was a disappointment as much as this was kind of an I told you so kind of thing. Yeah, and that, also. Look, man. <laughs> look at my guy. Because, look, a month ago, I was burying the money in the bank, right? I was saying, look, money in the bank, when you have people do these whack, cheap cash-ins to win titles, you can't just go from zero to 100, right? right? Of like, oh, they lucked their way into this victory, but now all of a sudden, how do you explain? Because that's why the idea of Theory cashing in and taking the belts from Roman, how do you explain a rematch, right? Like, right. If, if Theory had come in, stolen those titles, Roman's going to kick his ass. Like, you can't just suddenly write Theory as somebody who can pull off the actual victory. Mm-hmm. And so here, same deal with, like, Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan did not beat Ronda Rousey decisively when she won the title. Right. So you had two choices here. It was either suddenly make Liv Morgan look like she could have, even though the last victory very much looked like she lucked her way into it. 
Or, now, that would have been how I went with this, of like, oh, shit, look what Liv Morgan is showing. She's showing a lot more than we thought she ever had in her. They didn't go that route, did they? Mm. No, of course not. They went the route. They went with Ronda Rousey kicking the ever-loving shit out of Liv Morgan for four minutes and 34 seconds. Just beat the shit out of her. Morgan. Liv Morgan did not look like she stood a chance. (laughs) And literally, it came down to Liv Morgan being locked in a submission, tapping out, but the referee didn't see it while uh, Ronda Rousey's shoulders were pinned to the mat. And she Ronda tapped Rousey clear. Beat herself. She <laughs> tapped clear and well before the three count to where even Michael Cole, once he finally saw it, is like, uh, I-, I can't even like play the baby face and disagree. She lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got. Very obvious. Yeah. She absolutely lost this match. There's like no question here. Like people, you know, and then Ronda, of course, attacked Liv and attacked the ref after the match. And they're like, you know, she turned heel. But it's like, eh, she got to justify She won. She yeah. like outright won that match. In no universe did she lose. Mm-mm. I thought this made Liv look so bad. Awful. Um, Awful waffle. Like, and- how do you, like, like I said, Rhonda beat herself. She beat up Liz and then she beat herself not thinking is, is what, you know, the storyline says. Like, this just does nothing. Yeah. Liv got her ass kicked. What good came out of this? I, I am very much tired of WWE doing this thing with the ex-MMAers where they'll be beating somebody and then they mistakenly get pinned. Like, no, they're... Somebody like Ronda or Baszler, they're too good to keep beating them with this mistaken pin shit. It just right. doesn't work. It's not believable. It's stupid. It's mm-hmm. like it, it. This was not a good match, and I felt like this was the only match on the card that I felt like was just an outright bad match. This was mm-hmm. just bad. Um, I felt like it. It made Ronda look stupid. It didn't make Liv look good. It made Liv look lucky. Um, and even the even the turn at the end, like how can you be mad at? That Rhonda, Rhonda's right. Rhonda got mm-hmm. cheated. Yeah. <laughs> Ronda she won. Got screwed. She, she won, won that match. Um, so no, this was this was not good. This was just a way to delay the inevitable because this boy, if this didn't tell you, and I I was reluctant to say this the night of money in the bank, but the way that she cashed in, I was like, they don't believe in live. No. And no. I didn't want to say it then, but this match last night, it proved it for me once and for all. They don't believe in, in live long term. They're taking that title off of her as soon as they You can. saw the video that they played right before the match. The Charlotte Flair one. The person that's yeah. coming to get her belt back from you. Yeah, Ms. I Morgan. I and I mean, look, I could be wrong, but I just and that's not to say that I don't think people backstage like Liv. Liv is very likable. I think that right. she has things that work for her, but I don't think that they believe in her long term as champion in the same way that they didn't believe in Nikki long term as champion. Right. And I feel like they're going to take that title off of her as soon as they get a chance. It's they coming. just wanted to give her a feel good moment. Yeah, it, it was much. a good moment, yeah. it, but I just don't think that this is going to last because just the way that they started it and that match last night, you got to you got to be consistent. I saw some people say that Liv had a smirk on her face afterwards. Maybe Liv is going to turn heel and it's not Ronda, but that makes that does not that make makes sense. less sense. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> um, I don't know. To be honest, man, it's uh, it was a few times I was watching this show where, and don't get me wrong, I did enjoy it, but I was like, man, we gotta have some honest conversations, bro. 
And watching that watching that tag match, I was definitely thinking like we we are approaching that point where we got to have an honest conversation about the Usos, bro. So I I I I, 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 I um, by the end of this match, I felt like uh, I felt like this show had kind of gone off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily, the next match. Luckily, they brought the shenanigans. Let me tell you. Whoa! They brought the smoke and mirrors because the next match <laughs> was look Roman and Brock like don't wrestle well together, right? But I will say that, that like look those two do not work. We're like they don't wrestle well together. I don't think their actual wrestling has ever been any good against each other, except Mm-mm. maybe like one match. And it would and even still, I think the expectations were so low that when it turned out decent, people were like, "Hey, this is good." Even Roman said it in that interview earlier this week. He's like, I'm glad this is the last match because these Brock Lesnar matches are hard. <laughs> yeah. So. And not good hard. The wrestling here was whatever. But who fucking cares? They d- decided to go for a spectacle. In this match? Again, these two don't even have like good offense against I each other. None of it ever. Like six moves throughout the whole thing. Like None of these ever. None of their moves ever look against, uh, good against each other. Doesn't even fucking matter because in this match, these guys went balls to the wall with all of the shenanigans. They brought out a freaking forklift uh, that got used twice. The end of the show. uh, Yeah. Sorry, got used three times. I take that back. And the main spot where it got used was in lifting the ring that had Roman rolling out the damn ring that looked just completely wild. The only thing I was baffled by is I'm like, Brock, just like crush him with the, with the, right. the lift. Yeah. And just leave him there. Ten count. Remember he when can't they lift that shit. And at halftime heat. Yeah. Fucking smash him under it. <laughs> yeah. But well, uh, I thought it was going for a while. Uh-huh. Uh that said, they they went for the shenanigans, they went for the plunder, and they had fun. And that was the ultimate thing that needed to be here was fun. Mm-hmm. Um you know, they, they had a, the, the most amount of fun with a 10 count you could ever have, which right. was Brock just beating Roman's ass nine, and then Roman just barely gets to his feet. Brock continues beating Roman's ass nine, just barely gets to his feet. And then again, uh, we had the theory run in, and then we did the same thing with Brock, where Brock was getting hit with everything under the sun. Seven gets to his feet, uh, and they could not keep him down until they pinned him with literally everything imaginable and then stood over him and counted the 10. Uh, and that was how Roman got the victory. This was fun, and it sandwiched the show with, um, again, the best wrestling match on the show, I thought. And so I thought the show sandwiched well, had a bunch of shit that wasn't for me, and I explained why it wasn't for me. I think I, I, I we, we, well justified how a lot of this stuff in the uh, in the show just didn't hit for us. Mm-hmm. But top and bottom, we're good. And so yeah. as long as you, I mean, again, I think that's what you want. You want I a think hot the, opening and a hot ending. That's. I that's think the bar is yeah. is definitely in hell in the sense that <laughs> um, when we have a show where there are. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight matches, and we've only like really had praise for two, uh, three if you count. Um, the oh, sorry, my 
Why is the hotel I'm at currently calling me? Have you guys ever heard my ringtone? It actually is NBA and NBC. <laughs> I, I was just about to say, why do you have... I have to take this. I wonder what my hotel wants. <laughs> you guys uh, okay. keep talking. Uh, so, look. I, there were a lot. Of, there were other things on this thing I liked. Like I liked, I liked the tag match. The tag match was good. I do yeah. think that it underdelivered com- in comparison to what it should have been. Like I, I definitely feel like the Money in the Bank match was better, and I right. feel like this wasn't a good conclusion if this is the end of the feud. Um, but it should be the end of this feud, though. It probably should be. Um, yeah. I, I thought that I thought a lot of other matches on this match were fine to decent. Mm-hmm. Um, Boy, did I get a lot of enjoyment. And this could be that I'm a Rollins guy, but Rollins running out there with that ridiculous outfit with those white shoes on, I was dying laughing at that. Rollins is in his bag. That gif of him running away from security and Pierce, Mm -hmm. fucking hilarious. Um, Him, uh, Riddle coming out there and and calling him out and trying to shit talk him, and then Rollins just basically coming out and beating his ass. Mm -hmm. Loved it. (laughs) I thought that was hilarious. Um... But yeah, I. How do I say this without it coming off poorly? Um, <laughs> the main event won for me, bro. Like, Why was this I, match pulled? By the way, you had both of them there, and now, like, I thought there was something else that was going to happen. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Um, Time. Well, because supposedly he has a stinger, but it seems like it's kayfabe. No, that was kayfabe. They, they worked. That mm. any type of injury, they would not have allowed them to brawl on the show. Right. Yeah, um, I don't know. Um, here's oh man, you want my opinion or you Go want ahead. the real reason why he was taken off? Uh, both. Okay, um, I don't know the real reason. The oh. reason why I think he was taken <laughs> off is because they didn't want Rollins to upstage Roman again. Because hey. Rollins has out-wrestled this guy at every fucking pay-per-view. Oh, hey, there it is. But he's going to be get, able to do it at Clash of the Castle. Let's, let, let, let's get to it because this main event went for me. And let's, 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 let's just say why. Because to me, like you said, I don't think Brock and Roman have had a good match in about whatever, five years. I don't think they've had a good match together in a long time. Um, and so I just I just feel like they had to do all of the sports entertainment spectacle stuff. And look, I get that people like WWE for that stuff. They like the moments. They like the visual of the ring being flipped up like that. All of that stuff is cool, but for my personal taste in wrestling, that ain't what I tune in to see. I'm not, I'm not really enthused by that. And so I think the match was, I think the match was good for what it was, but if you ask me, I think match of the night was the opener. I I don't think that anything. Oh, for sure. I don't think even in by any metric, I don't think that. Uh... Yeah. I, I I just don't yeah. think that anything uh, else on this show topped that opener and the moment afterwards. I think that that was the highlight of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I get why people like the main event. One for me. Um, but again, this could this is of course just me being funny. Of course, like. I, I, I understand that people are going to take this and go, oh, man, you're being a Rollins guy. I am, of course, being funny, guys. I'm not being totally serious. But I do think that, that Rollins has been having better matches than him for a while. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't think that it's off that they didn't want to put him on the on the card with these other matches to upstage some of these other matches. Right. I could be completely off base there, but no, nah, Rollins has been taking a lot of these guys to school for a minute. 
And I mean, the, the proof is in the pudding. The, the trilogy of, of, of Cody matches has been better than everything else on other pay per views. Like, yeah. That's just so the truth. Are they going to give Drew his big moment next month? Man, oh my God, I forgot that Drew thing happened. Yeah. Um, during that Drew segment, which, boy, that couldn't have been any more awkward. Um, awkward. I was sitting there like, boy, I miss Cody Rhodes, man, because Cody <laughs> Rhodes can get stuff like this to work. He can That's get this stuff spot. over. Uh, I think the sword kind of has to go. I know yeah, that the, 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 the sword was. Really I know the sword was a Vince McMahon thing, and I feel like okay, I could suspend disbelief in pro wrestling quite a bit. I watch a lot of stuff that I know can't happen in pro wrestling. But the thing I have the hardest time with is every time they do the spot where Drew slices the ropes. And the reason I have a big problem with that is because uh, what was he going to do with that sword if it hit? Was he just going to slice the motherfucker's arm off? Like, was he trying to behead somebody? Like, if he had hit his opponent with the sword when he swings and he ends up hitting the ropes and the ropes split, was he going to cut a wrestler in half? Like, What's bro, this? right here on Fox, on, Fox so on 8 p.m.? But see, this is, again, this is why I'm like the main event kind of has those same issues with me. Man. Boy, it was parts of this main event that had the same vibes of Rollins, Fiend, Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just me until somebody else said it. And I was like, okay, so it wasn't just me. And I saw other people were agreeing, were enjoying it. So I was like, let me not tweet that because I know I've seen before. Let people enjoy things, Phil. Don't tweet that because then they'll get mad at you. And so I was like, ah, all right, y'all like it. So cool. I'm over here. <laughs> um, I... Don't want to talk about SummerSlam no more. I think <laughs> we have... We talked for two hours? No, we talked about two hours about SummerSlam. Look, all right. So, like, if I bottom line SummerSlam here. Um, first show of the Triple H era. I think the Triple H moments that were very clearly Triple H moments showed promise. I thought that the, the opening stuff all felt very takeover-ish. And I still am enthusiastic about Hunter in... H is the, bad, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, in charge. Um, yeah, she's got to filter out all the other shit. But uh, yes. I think that uh, I think I, I I don't know. I have some enthusiasm for it, and I am ready for a whole new wrestling industry. But like I said, I do think that it is going to be funny that the people who uh, kind of made it their personality that. Uh, no, Vince. Everything Vince does is great, and actually, Hunter was bad at this. How are you going to reconcile this idea when Vince ain't an option anymore at all? Right. Uh, so do you either, if things do improve, are people going to admit they're improved? Or are they going to stick to their gun? No, they're not. We know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they going to stick to Yo, They're going to get the lies off, bro. Yeah. You know right. Lies, lies, lies. But again, <laughs> it's all fun. I am, I am excited about <laughs> no, stuff. Look, so I, uh, let, let's talk about other things for the I, week, though. I, I will say this. The thing that I think makes SummerSlam better than most of the pay-per-views this year is I, this is the first time that I care about what happens next. Like, that stuff at the beginning of the show makes me want to watch Raw because I want to see what Bayley and that, that faction is. That Raw doing. women's division is looking great. Yeah, so, SmackDown's is looking bleak. But no, the Raw man. women's division is looking really good. I thought um, they were, those ladies were going to come back to... Um, SmackDown, but yes, Charlotte's coming back to do that. Yeah. Uh, so, in other news, uh, 
What happened? We have the trio titles. And I tell you what else. No, yeah. No, oh, trios uh, belts. Yeah. yeah trios no, belts. No, They're here. Um, we have the trios belts. They were officially shown. They were announced. Um, We've been talking about this since AEW started, pretty much. Yeah. Like, we thought that they were gonna have these out the gate. Told y'all something was coming. We got trios belts. They're here. Um, made by the great Ron Edwardson of Red Leather Belts. He famously made the tag titles. He designed the TNT title, the TBS title, the uh, All Atlantic, and I think that's it. He did He's not the design the. Guy. He did not design the women's title, but he is AEW's belt guy. And uh, here he comes again. Um, this is a play off of the. Uh, it looks very much like the old WCW World Title. Yeah. Uh, it, it's got a very classic design. There's, but the question is, who's gonna hold him, right? Because uh, guy's coming back, buddy. He's very coming back. Important segment on Wednesday happening is, already. Is, but is he, is he? Are they the guys to hold it first? Because um, on one end, I'm like, look, they already had to play humble the first time. Do they need to do it Don't today? Don't do it again, dude. Because Be the first ones, we we know because everybody is. because everybody said first AEW World Champion going to be Kenny, first tag team champions are going to be uh, the Young Bucks, and they were like, Nah, we're going to give it up and let others do this first before we step in and do our thing. We know that we're in the position to do it, but we don't have to be. Do they do that here? I don't know because on one end I'm like, I don't know when I look at Orange Cassidy. If he's ever going to win a singles title in AEW, but I know he's over enough to do it. And if it's never going to be the world title and it's not the TNT, what title does Orange Cassidy ever get? And I kind of think that I would crown, I would crown best friends. I think that they've been a trio the longest in AEW. They have been there since the beginning. They're popular. They even got new gear. That's a nice reward for them being there throughout the pandemic and everything that they've done. Yeah, I'm not mad at best friends winning the trio. Like to me, I would say like that's that's one trio that I would very much be thinking about. Of like, I think they do deserve to be rewarded for what they've accomplished in that company. Um, Could also go to Silver Reynolds and uh, Evil Uno, maybe Dark Order. I mean, yeah, you know. I, I, I think I think House of Black is a good option. House think, of Black. I think yeah. they, House I, of Black is a good option. House uh, of Black. There are lots of good options here. The fact mm-hmm. is, as Phil pointed out on Twitter, um, it's all here. The, they have the trios. Oh, man. Remember that tweet and how people were getting mad at me right when I tweeted? And I was like, they're not going to do trios titles. So I said, hmm. Not gonna do those trio titles, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, like they have, they have, they have the division. I don't know where people weren't seeing I, that. I, I, I laid it out. I did an entire article this week ranking all of the all of the teams, and I was like, it's here. They've it's been done. doing trios matches for so long, too. Like, I mean, the proof that AEW always had a trios division in mind is simply based on the fact that in the win loss records, they have singles, tag right. team, and trios. It's there. They've what? been keeping trios records since. The beginning since day one, they've been keeping trios records to the point of where people were like, "Okay, clearly they have a divisional record for this. They want to display that people function in trios. They weren't doing fucking eight man tag records, but right. they were doing trios records. It's clear they are going to have trios titles at some point to represent the best of a trios division. I'm good so, with this. And so people that question. hate all the titles, stakes, stakes are cool. Stakes are cool. You can't be mad at stakes. That's it. So, so my question is. Um, what is what is Kyle's status? Because I think that changes a lot about this tournament. 
If if Kyle, I heard he was. Go, I heard he was really hurt. But uh, yeah, if Kyle is ready to go, then I think that changes who I think is. Cole isn't win. ready to go either, is he? No, uh, but they're they're back Wednesday, so I don't know. Mm. Um, I. I could see I could see the elite getting back together for all out and making it to the finals and losing. Um mm-hmm. and the reason why I could see them losing is to build to the Hung Bucks getting back together and that team eventually winning. Mm-hmm. Um but I do understand the I the temptation to put the titles on Omega and the Bucks. I wouldn't be mad You just gotta do it, man. No waiting. You, you don't... Kenny was out hurt. Like, no. Nope. Do it. Out the gate. <coughs> Y'all are the champs. Y'all are the fucking... The trios that everybody wants to see. Don't wait it out again. We don't need to wait it out. I'm on the website, by the way. They do have trios records on everybody's... They've uh, it's been there for a minute. Yeah, it's been, it's been there since day one. There's never been a time where there were trios records. I was thinking, like, did they get rid of it at any point? Nope. They got everybody's six-man record. Uh, certain guys are undefeated in trios. Uh, like, Blackpool Combat Club is all undefeated in trios. Oh, Blackpool Combat Club. Didn't think yeah, of the guys. They're, they're a very good option. I could see the finals being JAS versus Blackpool Combat Club. Because what's going to be Brian Danielson's belt for the Blackpool Combat Club? Yeah, I don't know. I think they should set up just a tad bit of jealousy in that regard. Like, mm-hmm. Brian's the only one who comes out the heel tunnel still. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, where's my belt kind of right. thing. Yeah. Um, um, but speaking of the trios in AEW, there's one particular trio that will not be in the tournament because we saw them implode. Orion Ben sent in a super chat. He said, uh, okay, WWE talk is cool, but how is Media Man feeling about Hobbs and Starks and Hook and Danhausen and Taz, who deserves a selling medal for that segment. Wow, what a fucking segment, you guys. Great. See, so, so much happens in this week that I forgot about that. That seems like Team 500 Taz years ago. So, so I, I intentionally set us up to talk about the trios. To we've been sitting on that super chat for a minute, but um, but uh, so Team Taz is no more. It imploded all on Wednesday night. Started with a a great video package with Ricky Starks. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Phenomenal video package. Starks then uh, has his title defense, his scheduled defense against Danhausen. Meets him in basically, short fashion. Basically squashing them. Mm-hmm. But had a little bit of neck issues in the match. Mm-hmm. Huh. Holding that neck pretty good, huh? What was that to set us up for? Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ricky says, you know what? I know, so, you know, I know something's a little bit wrong with my uh, my neck, but... I still got a little bit of fire left in me. Let's keep going. Seeing out the next one. I'm ready to defend this title again. And the crowd all knew where this was going. They're all mm-hmm. chanting, we want Hook, we want Hook. I said this on Day After Dynamite. My favorite pop is when a crowd is chanting for something, and then, they, and then they get it, right? Like, you look at the first dance. You hear them seeing punk chants, and then they quiet down. And then... Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> Crowd goes insane because they were chanting for a thing and they got it. And again, they're chanting "We want Hook," but they're you're not sure what's about to happen. They go silent. Hook's music hits, fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. Big pop. Hook comes out. Um, he has a match with uh, Ricky Starks, who's still selling the neck, and that was enough for Ricky Starks, who I don't know how they planned this. I don't think they did. It just happened. The match was exactly one second longer than the Danhausen match that had taken place just beforehand. Mm. 
<laughs> how did how could you even that that couldn't have been on purpose no, no way. I, I don't know how they pulled that off but ricky starks gets uh locked in the task mission uh, and hook uh taps out uh ricky hook is your new ftw champion he has claimed his birthright taz was phenomenal on commentary here because again he you know he has ricky's back the whole time until ricky says he's making another challenge for the belt and and taz is like wait no like ricky don't do that like don't this, do it. We, we didn't talk about that <laughs> and then it ends up being hook and he's like uh well this is i told you not to do it this, this is my son <laughs> And his son ends up winning. He's celebratory. But then, you know, Hook and, and Ricky, they, they pound it. We're still good. We're still fam. But then, man, the moment. We come back from commercial break. There's Ricky in the ring being interviewed by Tony Schiavone. And Ricky goes on the most passionate promo of his career. Mm. Talks about everything. Cooking. Just cooked in this promo loved it but then he name drops he said he says everything but then he name drops powerhouse hobbs who wasn't having it and clubs him and clubs him right in the fucking neck that he was selling that whole time and then hits him with a spine buster oopsie and that top that shot that the the cameraman got where they were shooting ricky from uh, the bottom up, or not Ricky, uh, shooting Hobbs from the bottom up made Hobbs look so intimidating. That man had the chest muscles all pumped out in the camera. Scary. Looked amazing. Looked scary, looked menacing. Crowd was booing. Taz on commentary talking about, what did you do? What did you do? So good. Heat, baby. Chef's kiss. Oh, my God. This was I one of my favorite it. dynamites of the year. Mm-hmm. I agree. But this in particular, this segment really it's a helped to make it. Beautiful moment, even though it was a sad, you know, sad, sad thing to see Team Taz end. Up, but executed flawlessly for, every, for the whole thing. Ricky Starks put on a masterful performance from when his promo video hit to when he got hit. It was just great. Ricky Starks is that dude, future AEW world champion. He's amazing. On top of that, the big homie. Crazy shot on Ricky Starks, but I am very excited to see him out there in the world away from Team Taz. I love Team Taz. I think he's done a lot of great stuff with them, brought him to prominence. But I'm happy to see where he goes from here. He's talked about having some, you know, like when Mark Henry came in, he he was, you know, he thought that Mark Henry would be a good manager. I don't think as a heel, Mark Henry's the right one for him. But there's some options, big option that a lot of people have been talking about is Stokely Hathaway. Of course, that would be an amazing pairing. I think that Hey, Stokely's building the group. To fucking go. Stokely's beating, building the group with we seen with Lee Moriarty. This was just a great segment, man. I loved everything about it. Phenomenal. I was shocked on the turn, but you could kind of, you know, they've been planting seeds for it and it's going to be great to see where this leads. Yeah, uh, I thought this was. I thought this was really, really good, mm-hmm. and uh, all the way to the point at the beginning of it, we kind of knew that Hook was going to come out. And Hook, that was, Hook was right. going to win, mm-hmm. um, but just to do it and execute it that well, I thought it was great. Um, yeah, I. This is the best way for somebody to. You have to really think about. Ricky Starks came out of this kind of a loser, and yeah. yet looks way better than he did coming into yeah. it. Built his yeah. whole stock off yeah. of that. 
I think this turn is going to be huge for Ricky. I think he lost in like a minute. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I think this is going to be the thing that propels Ricky up, man. I think I think he could possibly be next TNT champion. Um, if not that, like, I think sky's the limit for him. I think he's going to be a lot better as a babyface. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I did think it was also a bit funny that Brian Cage was on Twitter like, yo. Two things I was in kind of imploded in the same week. Yep. Speaking of Uh, awkward. Yeah. So uh, that's the next major Uh, thing to talk about. Biggest, you know, it's weird that it's been a week because so much happened in the last week uh, that Jonathan Gresham feels like an eternity ago, right? But uh, especially because I've already reviewed (laughs) Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor, but that took place last Saturday. In Lowell, Massachusetts, we talked about that uh, coming out of last week's Grapsity. And some big stuff happened. Um, the, the cool thing that I thought was cool at the time was the return of the embassy. I saw Prince Nana. I got super excited. I'm like, Prince Nana back on TV? Nana and, talking spicy, too. <laughs> and, and the embassy is back? Give me! I'm excited. I was real excited uh, about the return of the embassy, Uh, and then it did feel very arbitrary, though. Like it just was like on the on the buy-in, well, zero hour. Sorry, not buy-in on zero hour, and yeah, it was just like okay. Like I didn't watch the buy-in, so I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, what the fuck is Prince Nana doing here? I like Prince Nana a lot, but why is he here? But then it was weird because Gresh didn't even come out with him. Gresh didn't come out with his flag. He didn't come out with his mask. He didn't come out with this robe. He just came oh, out with man. the shirt, championship, a scowl on his face. Scowl. Um, he well, lost. So this was Death Before Dishonor was actually a very good pay per view. The show. There were only, like, two matches on it that I didn't really care for, but overall, I thought it was a very good show. Mm-hmm. Um, opening the show with the world title match, and I felt like the world title match didn't feel like a world title match at all. It just felt like kind of like it was just there. It felt like a way to get from a, get to a, from a means to an end of putting the title on Claudio. And so... Especially when you know the history of Ring of Honor. They don't do that. Like, yeah, the Ring of I, Honor championship is a big fucking deal. It's always the main event. It's always this. It's You know, it's always, like... But the tag titles had to go on last like this that. time. Yeah, like, I agree. I agree. Yeah, and that's where I was getting to. Like, I don't think but that damn, it put needed... put the title match before that. I don't, I don't think that it needed to main event. I, I'm, I, I'm not saying that it didn't feel like a world title match because it was the opening match. I feel like the way the match was laid out, um, the way their chemistry looked in the match... Because I'm going to be honest, I didn't think that was a good match. Uh, and I was surprised I didn't think it was good because they're both very good wrestlers. Um, but there was clearly a disconnect. And, I mean, we kind of know now, like, the way Gresham came out, he looked very deflated. He very did not disconnected. Look like, he did not look like he was into this. And there were several times throughout the match that he was going through the motions, but he looked checked out. Right. And... It was uh, it was it was uh, uncomfortable to watch. Um, it was very uncomfortable for me to watch. But, and I mean, like the second he walked out, I knew he was losing. Right. And I mean, you could you could argue the second the match was announced, we knew he was losing. But yeah, the second he came out, I was like, oh, he's losing. This match is over. And so, but yeah. I knew I knew he was losing anyway. Like the, wow. that was that was the thing. Was I I said last week um, that. In a scenario where you've booked Jonathan Gresham versus Claudio Castagnoli, um, there is 
uh, almost no scenario where I say uh, Jonathan Gresham should be the vin- uh, the victor here. Mm. Almost yeah, like but zero. I, I, I'm just saying in the sense of Gresham's body language when he came out. Mm-hmm. You, I, there was an ongoing joke for a long time that you knew when Sasha was losing because she would have the facial expression. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she, she was it's queen boo boo face. Yeah, boo boo face. So so, but no, when when Gresh came out, I looked at him. I was like, he's losing. Um, the fact that he did not do his entrance, he didn't get any fanfare. Really, um, I hated that he was getting booed. I I I didn't like that. I hated um, everything attached to him. Um, and I just think the way that they turned him heel, like they didn't really flesh out why he was heel. We never really got an explanation why he was with Tully. Everything happened so fast. And then, then Tully was just taken away the day of the pay-per-view. Then Prince Nana's out there. It just was like, all of this was like, all right, what? And so. We heard some rumors that I played a very big part in this. (laughs) Apparently, there's rumors. All I'm saying is there's rumors that Righteous Reg, me specifically, played a big part. Who do, you, who do you think got that person to that number? That's all I'm saying. If so, you look, if you look so, at the well, well, uh, so, so we're talking. Okay. Hold on, let's, let's, wait, 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 Reg, wait, Reg, wait, we wait, have wait, to offer context here. So, wait, wait, uh, wait. so, so hold on, hold on, hold on. So uh, I want to talk about the the first piece here, which is that. Um, the story, the original story, was actually broken by Fightful Select, uh, in which uh, it was said, and I'm just trying to pull up the actual exact story. Uh, the original story, reported by Sean Rossap, Fightful Select, uh, stated that Jonathan Gresham has asked for his Ring of Honor AEW release and had reportedly cussed out Tony Khan. Um, Fightful Select had learned that uh, the former ROH World Champion had asked for his release ahead of the uh, Death Before Dishonor uh, match, and there was a lack of communication between the company and Gresham. Um, this led to a meeting with Tony Khan, uh, which I will say people in the building were saying the walls were very thin. I talked to a couple of people who said the same thing, and that they're like, you can't have a shouting match without us being able to hear in that building. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you could pretty much hear a lot of what was said. Uh, Fightful had reached out to, uh, to Tony Khan and Gresham for responses, and we're told from Gresham's side of things that as of this moment, Gresham is done with wrestling for the foreseeable future after this month. Um, and then there was an update. Before this month, they canceled the, uh, Battle Slam match. Yeah. Yeah. And Wasn't that supposed to be a Ring of Honor title match? Yep. Oh, so yeah, that's, I mean, makes sense why it was canceled now. But he's off the show. Um, there was yeah, the, the show also got rescheduled. Nah. Uh, and there were some uh, other updates about the process in which uh, wrestlers can communicate with Tony that, uh, you know, Fightful Selector reported that Gresham had spoken with QT Marshall multiple times over the past week. Um, he had, uh, um, Sanjay Dutt was a point of contact, little things along those lines. He had talked with the coaches, but ultimately, um, you know, the getting the, the meeting with Tony Khan, which uh, it's been said that uh, there are plenty of situations in which Tony Khan has made efforts to talk directly to talent, although numerous talents have said that it's declined since the Daily's Place era due to the changing nature of the world and travel in general. Because basically, it's you want a meeting with Tony Khan one on one directly. You get once a week. You get once a week to do it in an arena that you've traveled to, whereas like. It's not the home base anymore that it was in uh, Daly's place, Jacksonville. Um, and so, yeah, it's 
But the piece you're talking about actually came out of PW Insider, <laughs> in which uh, PW Insider had reported that uh, they had heard. PWI reporting on PWI. Yeah, that uh, one of the things that Jonathan Gresham had mentioned in kind of his displeasure over his losing the ROH world title was, uh, now I don't know how true this is. Again, this is just reported from PW Insider. So I said a rumor. Yeah, the that Gresham had mentioned his um, Pro Wrestling Illustrated ranking. Yeah. Number 20. Who got him to number 20? Who's, now, on yeah. the pro, who's on the committee who's that's on, on committee. this show? Um, so currently, currently, he did. Working Reg- on, currently working on 2022 right now. No, I'm being honestly. I have I played a part in this role. Jonathan Gresham is number 20 because Right Stretch fights for Jonathan Gresham. Want him to be higher than this. But this is crazy and a very funny rumor because all week people have been like, does the PWI matter? Does this, this matter? Your favorite wrestlers think they matter. That's what I want PWI to make. PWI definitely matters. That's what I want it, to make it, very it well known. Your favorite wrestlers, your number one favorite wrestlers think this shit matters a lot. Here's where, here's where it matters. It matters in regards to um, wrestlers want the higher rankings. Here's where it doesn't. Here's where it doesn't matter. When a wrestler doesn't get the ranking they uh, wanted, and then PW, <laughs> then it doesn't. Then oh, it's a list that don't matter. Um, yeah, I hate that. that oh my god. <laughs> So if I would have made you number one, this would have been the best list ever. But since you were number 230, this is the worst list ever. Look, man, a year ago, Roman stands were all like, this list doesn't even matter because Kenny got number one, right? My My gut feeling is that Roman will be number one this year. He will. And all of them Roman avatars. It's going to be the best list. They're going to be talking about how. Highest selling issue for sure. Yeah. All of the Roman avatars, they're going to be pointing with the number one, talking about Roman is number one. He's he's not just, they're going to be like, we he the one. We're, that's going to be the trending topic on uh, Twitter. Guarantee you, there's going to be a ton of Twitter accounts talking about that's he the one. Roman's number one. He could not be number one. He, he's we, gonna be number we are in the, Wait, the committee on. is still committing, and he could I, not I, be number I, I one. I feel you, you but guys. come on. I think we all know. Um Man, you think I'm about to have the Roman stands at my house like the goddamn barbs? No way, man. <laughs> I, I, I didn't like any of this. I didn't like. I hated I, all of it. Oh my god, every single I, part I, of this story. I hate. It sucks. Yes. I don't like it. Nothing. I, I, I didn't Not like any bit. of this. I didn't. I didn't like. I didn't like the way he lost. Um, I didn't like the build to this match. Um, I didn't like the way people were talking about Gresham online afterwards. I didn't like nothing about it. None of um, it. I, I, I don't know why he was mad. I cannot speak for the man. We, of course, were not in the meeting. But I can understand why he might have been frustrated. Because to me, if you were champion, and judging by everything that went into him becoming champion, and his story and everything, I feel like that kind of just got erased. Um, and I feel like if you didn't watch that stuff, you don't know any of the significance of his run, and that's fine. I also understand stuff like once uh, Tony bought it, he's gonna put his champions in. Mm-hmm. That's just business. Like just that like is the what Triple H is. thing, he brought the thing, and he's gonna bring in his players. Yeah, so I, I I get that. Um, it does very much feel like after they unified the titles, it was like, all right, well now I'm putting my champion in, mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like they really gave Gresham 
a chance to establish himself on television for people that didn't watch old RH. Right. And that was kind of my frustration with it. It isn't so much that I don't think he should have lost to Claudio, but maybe Claudio shouldn't have been his first major title. That's defense. all it is. If Claudio had to win, don't put him in the fucking match. Yeah, and so I, I just think that he deserved more of a chance to establish himself. And I don't think that he... I just don't think that he really got a chance. And I know people are going to be like, oh, well, you weren't going to sell a TV deal on Gresham. Claudio will get you a TV deal. The crazy thing about that is, a year ago, people were gonna would have been like, you're not going to get a TV deal on Claudio. It's big facts. And so <laughs> I think that... I just think that the way that people are attacking Gresham's character out of this is also very strange. Like, to watch people get mad at people calling Sasha and Naomi unprofessional a few weeks ago, but then also roll with trying to make Gresham look unprofessional and make him look at like an egomaniac. Again, we don't work? know what was said in these meetings. We don't know exactly what he was mad about. And so I think also, like I said, saying that you don't like black people being painted as difficult, but then being okay with him being painted as difficult is kind of shitty to me. I just don't like it. And so it is what it is. I don't want to, I don't want to harp on certain things about it. I do think he said things in the Russell Purist interview, which was very good, by the way, I thought that he said a lot of things. Great interview. That were cool. But I think people also started to conflate things that he said in that interview because it dropped the same day with him losing and that was very bizarre. I, I, I don't know how we got to a place where, remember when Terminus was announced and how much people wanted to be a part of Terminus, how much people wanted to support it because they respected Gresham, and now we're to the point of he's just the worst. Like, how did that happen within a year? It's very strange. Um, and so, hey, I hope Gresham's doing well, man. I hate the idea of him being away from wrestling for a while. Um, I hope he's in a good spot. I just wish people would chill the fuck out because people are doing a lot. Yeah. So nice. Lindsay cooking. Cooked. Oh, that's how you Cooked. do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the best thing to come out of the show was the tag titles uh, on the line again. Just a two light, three falls. amazing match. Five stars. FTR did it again. Uh, just a hard hitting match. It was smart. It was fun. These the guys Briscoes. just know how to do fucking tag team wrestling. How do you put together a great match a couple, an amazing match a couple months ago, and then to come back and do it again to get us all in, to get us in the near falls, to get us believe in everything. Just masterful. And the, story te- the storytelling in that match, the, the idea that going into the match, the Uso, uh, the Usos, the Briscoes. Uh oh. Freudian slip. I don't know. Uh, but the the Briscoes uh, said that they wanted to go two straight with mm-hmm. FTR, and then the Briscoes got the first victory. Mm-hmm. So then it was like one of two things has to happen: they either have to pull it off, or FTR has to pull it off. And FTR then doing the thing that the Briscoe said they were going to do, which was go too straight, was actually kind of cool. I love the fact, one of the best character things that the Briscoes have going for them is how angry they get about their losses. That they're like, I love that. That's a great little piece where people say, I love that match. And they go, I don't love that match. 
I lost, right? Mm -hmm. like, you shouldn't love a match that you lost. I thought right. one of the worst things WWE ever did was give Shawn Michaels an award for match of the year when he lost to Undertaker. And I'm yeah. like, why did Shawn Michaels receive that award when like his character should not like this match? His right. character should be bad that, that he lost. No, I don't but want that this. Bill was fire though. The way that he, the way that he acted like he was gonna accept it, and then turned around and was like, "Nah, I want a rematch. Stop playing yeah. with me. Stop that ducking me." Yeah, I, no, I, 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 like, I like that, but I just think the concept, uh, ideally, of rewarding the loser with a match of the year, like, doesn't make any sense mm -hmm. because, like, within the context of pro wrestling, they shouldn't like the match. Right. It's like the longer a match went to the loser the more time that they wasted. <laughs> and yeah. so, uh, to me, I, I, I like that little aspect of the Briscoes' characters of them not even wanting to talk about the match. Like, don't talk to us about FTR matches. We lost mm -hmm. those. Fuck those matches. That's a great little aspect that um, that adds realism. But the pile-dry finish... Beautiful. That was... Great. That was Dangerous. Man. Dangerous. <laughs> Great shit. Looked amazing. Dangerous. Loved yeah. it. Uh, Man, nah. that, that first big rig they hit, that was dope. I, the mm. transition they did into it. Oh, it. yeah. Um, Came over the top of them. And, yeah, that shit was um, hard. Man, honestly, this was, that was clearly the match of the night on that card. But yeah. the match that I've watched the most since that night is... is uh, Garcia versus Judah. I've watched that match. Three it's been times a great week mm. for Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia, Dan got, Garcia. Daniel Garcia had Ooh. a great week. That was that was a great great match. All the storytelling stuff they did in that match was fucking brilliant. You couldn't have a better. I can't think of a better way for someone to beat someone, and it means so much. Like I can't pair another group of guys in AEW together that it'll mean as much as like Daniel Garcia beating Brian Danielson. It's like, it's just means so much. I'm sure to Daniel Garcia and to Brian Danielson, this was just like a great match with a great ending and something that needed to happen. Shout out to Daniel Garcia getting a victory over Man. one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Man. So me, because like I said, I've watched the match from Death Before Dishonored three times now. I, I've noticed so many good storytelling things they did. Um, him coming out and acting like he doesn't care about Ring of Honor mm -hmm. and he doesn't care about pure wrestling, but he was wearing maroon tights like Daniel. Mm -hmm. That was great. All him right. coming out and acting like he didn't give a fuck about any of this stuff and just knowing he could beat Yuta and then trying to do basically Brian's stomp move to beat Yuta and Yuta caught it immediately. <sighs> even a touch of Yuta not using something that Regal or or Brian taught him. He used the Chuck pin again to win. Mm -hmm. It's great storytelling. Yeah. Um, Garcia walking out and giving the middle finger to the ROH logo. And you know he's lying. You know he doesn't really feel that way. Mm -hmm. But he feels obligated to Jericho because Jericho essentially saved his life in so many ways. Right. Um, so to do all of that and get to the match at Dynamite and have him win, Beautiful. Incredible storytelling. Right. Beautiful. Just stuff. Really good. You know who also had a great week, though? Um, I know Rampage doesn't get a whole lot of conversation these days, but there was a promo on Rampage, and I thought, character wise, it was Wheeler's best showing um, that he got to get on the mic and have uh, a little bit of a toe to toe with Chris Jericho. And, mm -hmm. like, they've gotten to do that a few times where, like, Scorpio Sky got to step up and uh, he got to look good up against Chris Jericho. And uh, that felt like kind of a coming out moment for Scorpio Sky. 
They tried it one time with Isaiah Cassidy, and Isaiah Cassidy didn't exactly come through on that one. I felt like that was one of the moments where Cassidy looked kind of bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, those but, those segments on BT though—they back. But, but Wheeler <laughs> Yuta, I thought Wheeler Yuta had crowd control. Mm-hmm. He had comfort, and he sounded good up against Chris Jericho and. Uh, you, they set up, of course, the match, Jericho versus Wheeler Yuta this Wednesday. If Wheeler wins, then uh, Wheeler actually gets the shot against Moxley and not Jericho um, at Quake by the Lake. So we know Jericho's going to win. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. That's the other thing that's so brilliant about this because um, in the countdown segments when Garcia was like, you know, they didn't want you. They wanted me. Mm-hmm. And like, that's was, real. And, uh, <laughs> and, and then Yuta was like, well, they did until they saw me wrestle. And now that Garcia has beat Brian, he's going to be like, you never beat him, though. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh-huh. so now when Jericho wins this match, it's going to be another feather in Garcia's ma- cap. Like, you ain't him, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, let's finish out the show with some super chats. We got Chaos Control says, uh, it felt like the 10 count was too short at times because Brock would do some crazy stuff and it felt like Roman got up too fast. Uh, the, the count was very inconsistent throughout mm-hmm. the match. By the way, what do people think that Kevin Owens was talking about? Because I saw, you know, Kevin Owens had tweeted about um, oh, they didn't stop the 10 count uh, for no reason. And I saw people being like, yeah, show AEW. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's talking about his own match where he... Yeah, I didn't understand that With either. the handcuffs. Like, yeah. yeah, it was... I knew what he meant. It was mm-hmm. uh, the... He's talking about his last man standing match with Roman mm-hmm. where his... Uh, uh, Roman couldn't get up in time and they stopped the count in the middle of it because otherwise... Yeah. Kevin Owens is about to be champ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Royal Rumble match. That's what he's Yeah, the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And, like, I knew exactly what he was talking about the second I saw that. But then I saw people commenting, thinking he was taking a shot at anything else. One, when has Kevin Owens ever taken a shot at anything else like that? Right. Like, usually he does, like, kind of self-deprecating stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's yeah. obviously what he his, meant. His commentary throughout the, throughout the pay-per-view was great. Kevin mm-hmm. Owens is great. I can't wait Kevin to get back on TV. Great guy. Yeah. Uh, Orion Ben says, speaking of Big E, great to see him around WWE again. Uh, great to see Big E just getting back into doing stuff. I'm always Looking happy good, having great, fun great out there. Great to see him in, yeah. in good health and good spirits. And yep. man, he looks good, man. He, he's, <laughs> he looks like he's in good shape. He looks, he looks great. Yeah. Here's one for Phil. Uh, it says, Seth is savage to Roman's Hogan right now. I've been saying it. I've been saying it. Been saying right it. Yeah, I've been saying it, but, you know, people... And I, I want to get this out there because I saw people saying I hate Roman. I don't hate Roman. Um, I actually think Roman is doing some of the best character work of his career. I don't like that he, the way he's currently booked as champion. And I don't think that he needs both titles. That's all. Right. Um, and the, the Rollins stuff I just think is funny because I've, I've always thought Rollins is a better wrestler than him. That's not yeah. J-Blood says, I laughed uncontrollably at the main event. It's all a setup for Drew to finally stab Roman through his heart, only for him to kick out. <laughs> Seriously. Paul elevating the heart form. Uh, I mean, yeah, what the fuck is he going to do with the sword? That's my only thing is, what is the intention? What happens if a wrestler doesn't move? Kill. Is it, though? I just saw somebody saying, comparing 
Rollins to Savage is a leap. Is it though? I don't think it is because mm-hmm. I think he's the work right guy. He's the guy yeah. that cares about having good matches. That's not that's not off. Silly, and there's absolute crazy. And, no, and when you not, cons- not that much of a leap. If you consider Savage was so meticulous with his matches, um, and if you know, you know. Uh, Rollins, man. What? I'm yeah. confused. I, I get people hate Rollins for whatever reason, but Rollins is the guy in the ring, bro. Yeah, you didn't jump out <laughs> the window with that. Um, hey, what's over there? Says we rather see hey, House of Black. Yeah, House um, of Black is high in the runnings for the trios belts for sure. I, yeah. yeah, I would love to see the three of them with the belts and just like dominating for months because mm. that that would be great. Ricardo says, watching on catch up. Here's some love for y'all. What's up, Ricardo? Thanks, homie. Thank you. Appreciate you. Uh, did I do I have everything? I'm still trying to catch up. I'm sorry, guys. I'm scrolling through. Trying not to 1,200 comments. There's a lot of comments over there. Yep. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I we saw got... some other stuff where people are like, Gresham. Gresham is just a good wrestler. Like, I feel like people have got kind of got Gresham fucked up. Like, they do. people saying Gresham can't cut promos and stuff like that. Like, nah. They didn't see any of his foundation nah. work. That's what this is That's all about. That's what I'm about. saying. You didn't yeah. see any of this stuff where he was talking about why he started the foundation. Those mm-hmm. promos were great. I don't know yeah. what people talked about. Right. Uh, Lafinosaurus Rex says, uh, bring in STP for the trios tournament, win or no. Um, I'd be for it. I would. I would like to see them in a tournament. I think that Who would is be... STP now because Khan's out. Khan's and he's in the embassy now. He's already there. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, hey, it might be interesting to see uh, the O'Shea. Embassy O'Shea, um, Shane Taylor, Shane. and who's the other one? I don't know. Bring him in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I listen. I would like to see STP on TV. Um, I think it kind of sucks that. They've been kind of brushed off to the side. Like their their run they were on kind of didn't happen. But that, again, that was kind of my issue with the Gresham stuff. It's like mm-hmm. they kind of treated like it just didn't happen. Yeah. Hey, what's over there? It says not feeling all the disrespect Gresham has been getting online. Um, yeah, I mean, have there's their a, own agendas for sure. There's there's a lot of feelings that are a little bit personal. Moses. There you go. They're saying in chat. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Irene C says since Ricky is a Cody guy, folks assume. Will leave eventually. I wonder if a world title run changes that, or if he's out the door no matter what. Um, I have not seen any uh, indication that. Now, granted, I wouldn't make a world champion personally if uh, I knew they were out the door soon. Like I would need to know some kind of commitment. But if I knew that my guy had like a year left and I had the opportunity to make him champion in the next year, I would do it. Definitely, um, because that's a. Better way might, to get him to stay. Might get him to stay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now, if I knew they were out in a month, no, wouldn't make him world champion. No. Uh, no. You <laughs> that, set yourself up. <laughs> yeah. But I could definitely, on the flip side, we could definitely see Starks over there in WWE now. Yeah. With how things are going. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shane Monster says uh, Gresh getting hurt versus Castle and then going overseas for a bit gave TK less time to push him too, though. Uh, Tully leaving four days after the shirt dropped. Eesh. Yeah, uh, Brian that, Cage posting the picture of the shirt was funny as hell. That, yo, mm. Brian, Brian has been funny on Twitter. I, yeah. I'll give him his credit. He's been funny. Uh, but no, you're right. It is circumstances that did hurt Gresham. Uh, but again, that's why it just kind of sucks that it panned out the way it did. Yeah. And I'm, again, like that guy cares about Ring of Honor more so than much. anybody that I've seen talking about Ring of Honor. 
All mm-hmm. he wants to do is be a Ring of Honor. He guy. wanted to work for Ring of Honor forever. That's what he, when I interviewed him for the magazine. Yeah. That's what he told me that he would yeah. stay here forever. So to yeah. see him get to the point of him not wanting to be there, and even just the fact that he got booed like by that, like that by the crowd, it just kind of sucked. Yeah. Hey, what's over there? Says uh, Shane, Keith, and Swerve as the new Pretty Boy Killers. Oh, Keith and yeah, yeah, yeah. They were they did used to be partners, Keith and uh, Shane. Hey, shout out Swerve by the way. Um, I want to talk about uh, black wrestling draws for a second, right? And I'm not referring to underwear that features your favorite black wrestlers, but I'm specifically, like, what? When did they come out with those? <laughs> Yo, having yo having black wrestlers on your underwear. <laughs> nice. But remember, we talked about remember there's remember there's a big black wrestling draws thing last year, right? Um, and yeah. and everybody was was really trying to uh, was really trying to build up the idea that we want to see more black wrestlers, and it does draw. Yeah. Um, look at AEW's YouTube guys, uh, and look at what the top two videos of. 20 uh, of July 2022 are and the only two videos that were over a million were as expected you should expect the Jericho uh, versus Kingston shark cage match that match drew over a million uh, if you look at the quarters it drew a million in ratings and a million people checked it out on YouTube um, so never, regardless never of how people gonna get rid of Chris Jericho he's here forever man dude. but see this is why I was but... saying about the main event of SummerSlam spectacle works it gets people yeah. to watch yeah it might not be my cup of tea but it works mm-hmm. but the only other video on that YouTube account in the month of July that drew a million views was Swerve and Keith Lee winning the tag titles sorry sorry and at first I was like I was like is it just the title change but then I was looking Young Bucks winning the tag titles has like 330,000. Um, and Wardlow winning the TNT title, like 700,000. Swerve mm-hmm. and Keith, though, they got over a million on YouTube. Let's go, hey, baby. Man, why, hey, while, while we're saying it, I'll be honest and I'll say it. I don't like some of the disrespect that's coming at Swerve either. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it either. Uh, at the same time, at the same time, I say this. I don't like it either. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't either. But I'll say this: um, he keeps winning, and so hey, as far as I look up, I'm like, he's having wins. You know, he he had a moment that got to get featured on uh, another dub, baby. Yeah, he got the. You know, regardless of how people felt about the Kevin Gates segment, I thought it was fun, especially. When I learned, and I'll, I'll probably publish one day some information I learned about that segment, but I got to talk to a few people behind it, and uh, uh, I've seen a lot of on Facebook like this doesn't they don't talk about wrestling they don't have anything but I've seen that clip on Facebook mm-hmm. of like Kevin yeah. Gates at a wrestling show that's huge that's big the people behind that segment like when we talk about black people in the room having a say. Uh, the people in AEW behind that segment, like, it brought smiles to my face to learn who all put that together. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, like, you guys know. But uh, uh, I'm saying, I, of I was, course, like, those people did it. It's like, yeah, of course they did it. You know what I mean? I, like, I was very happy. And- I was very happy to see that because I, I want to see more black people in creative positions and getting to create. And so I Like me. Like, Somebody give me a job. I need money. Like me. <laughs> So I was very happy to see who was behind that segment, and that was very cool. 
Um, but I guess just in general, uh, I the fact that the segment did so much, uh, it got triple or double XL was all over it. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Shade Room was all over it. It had like what three million views on Shade View or Shade Room. Mm-hmm. Um, TMZ picked it up, and like, look, man, my cousin's out here winning. I'm uh, I. I Anybody disrespecting him, as far as I'm concerned, I'm like, no man. Shade, I, what's there to disrespect? He's you he's can see it. Open your eyes. No, you appear, know? appearing on Shade Room like uh, Rhapsody co-host uh, Phil Lindsay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what you was doing on Shade Room, Phil? No, one of my tweets ended up on Shade Room's uh, Instagram. Which one? I, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Which one was that? I, I which one was it? That's uh, hilarious. I think it was. I think it was when uh, the Oakland Raiders put out that thing where they were like black wrestling matter, uh, not black wrestling black matter, black lives matter. matter, and I was like, mm, that was weird. That looked a little nasty. That did look hella nasty. Uh, I remember when you got featured. That was uh, that was the time. What a time! Nah, uh, I and like I see uh, people talking about in the chat. ADEW's YouTube strategy is bad. I mean, their yeah, YouTube is. strategy is. Uh, fascinating because at fascinating this, well no and, and the reason i say that is because like because people ask all the time when are they going to start putting up full matches like wwe does and like impact does and i think the what they're holding on to full matches for is that wwe doesn't put up full matches for no reason there's a strategy behind putting up full matches same with impact which is to sell they peacock subscriptions. Networks you can watch yeah, yeah. because it's mm-hmm. supposed to be like hey you want to see more of this content Go to our go to Peacock or sign up for mm-hmm. WWE Network, depending on where you live. Um, and it's the same deal with Impact. For Impact, every single full match they put up in the corner, it says sign up for Impact Plus. Mm-hmm. And so it is one of those things where they're holding on to a shit ton of matches to where if they can get to a point of where they uh, they have any type of streaming service, if they're available on HBO Max, whatever, putting full matches up from Dynamite, from Rampage, will then make sense because then you can parlay that into, and uh, if you want more of that, check us out on this streaming service or sign up for this streaming service. And so full matches are, I was told, a little bit of a strategy. Um, As far as the clip uploading... Yeah. As far as the clip uploading is concerned, I don't know what the, the new strategy of delaying those clips are where they used to put up stuff like immediately and now it's like... Two or three days later, they start to put stuff up. I don't know what the strategy behind that is, um, but spoilers especially, maybe. Uh, no, because I've seen people complain about like they put like the spoiler in the in the YouTube clip. It'll be like blah 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 is the new world champ blah blah blah. And, but like, even still, I feel like that stuff that stuff gets buzz. Like I think part yeah, of the yeah. reason why the Swerve and Keith Lee video did so well is that um, there was buzz around the match. And there's mm-hmm. buzz around there being new champions. I think people were kind of immediately like, oh, Swerve and Keith Lee are new champs, and I missed it. Let me go check it out. And the right. match did phenomenal numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's doing phenomenal numbers on YouTube. I think that uh, that's people checking it out from the word of mouth. Uh, and then, yeah. you, you know, I, I just... Word of mouth, my favorite ludicrous CD. Is it? I think... I, uh, yeah. I think- I think, I think so. it's probably my favorite. Um, yeah, I, I like chicken and beer a lot. Yeah, I was gonna say chicken and beer is is my go to, but uh, yeah, I think I like I, I like, I, I like word, of word of mouth is better. I, I man, word of mouth I think start to finish is probably a better album. Like the t- like you know how like albums are like connected to times too, and like that time like oh, for yeah, sure. that was right. the one for me, for sure. Um, 
Uh, nah, he was doing a run too. He was. He, he, he was. A, he he was doing it. Run. Yeah, he was doing it. Let me Luda. see. So, I, I I have a I have a bone to pick with him on the album that. Ludiversal. No, <laughs> uh, not Ludiversal. <laughs> What's the album with Runaway Love on it? Um, that's Ludiversal, ain't it? No. Um, that's the one like when he first cut his bra- cut his braids and oh yeah yeah um he had runaway love and he mm-hmm. had uh moneymaker on that album mm-hmm. I hated moneymaker oh moneymaker money I, I hate that song so I hated it much. I thought that beat was dope though and I thought no, it is a lot a, it is a I thought beat. I thought a lot of mixtape artists did some great freestyles over some it. of uh, Re- release therapy is the one you're thinking of that is that release is. therapy, therapy. I, I I my bow in the pick was I feel like that's one of his worst albums and that's the album that he wanted to grab me with. And who did he be for a Grammy that year? Lupe Fiasco. Was oh, I was hot. Food was and hot. liquor stores. Damn. Wait, no. The, what album did? He, yeah, it was Food and Liquor that he beat. Yeah, right? I was hot. Yeah. I was like, "There's no way that I was better than Food and Liquor. No way." Damn, Luda. Grammys get it wrong again because Grammys always get it Classic. wrong when it comes to us. <laughs> They're gonna forever get it wrong. Yes. All right, guys. Well, I have to start getting ready for a wedding. I need to like take a shower and some shit. So. uh... <laughs> This was. Like we got through all of the chats. Don't worry yeah, about got through all the chats. Um, let me make sure. Let's check Humper chats. Uh, let's see. Long ass show, you guys. It's longest. <laughs> uh, yeah, one of the longest shows we've done. Let's see. Yeah. Summer that. Slam. Uh, Summer Slam. Uh, man, did you guys listen to Joey album? Pretty I good. haven't heard it yet. What's wrong with me? Damn, Come on, get it, it get it together, man. I, I, like I it. probably I might go listen to it while I go lay on the beach. Oh, um, before we go, is anybody watching Flair's last match? No, no. Okay, no. There's some I'm good a... matches on that card, but I don't plan to watch. Bill said, "Nah, nah, nah." nah. I'm, I'm, my I'm, bad, I'm gonna... Conrad. I know we were doing it the ads. My bad. Yeah, no. I uh... <laughs> I'm watching it, Conrad. I got you, bro. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, I might check it out afterward. Uh, this is one of those shows that look. I'm about to be at a wedding. I'm about to. Um, a wrestling watch. wedding, y'all better have a, yeah. p- a TV or something out showing um, it. <laughs> I'm, I'm about, I'm about to yeah. cry watching the, uh, uh, watching my my best friend of me, uh, Denise Salcedo, mm. uh, tie mm. the knot, and so. Are they gonna play "Let's Get Married" by Jagged Edge? Do you think? Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, this is. I, this is a Latino say, wedding. No, that's still. It's, I've, I've been to a couple of Latino weddings where it still goes. You, you know it what depends. they are going to play because it gets played at every every reception. I feel like outside of black community, this is how we do it. Will get played. Of course, I guarantee that's a big, That's a guarantee. That's going to just. That's an. Yeah, I told you my. Uh, the, uh, you both know T. T is a wedding DJ for a living, and he's got a playlist of black uh, music. <laughs> And and his other playlist is titled Black Music White People Like. And like the number one mm-hmm. is This Is How We Do It. Like if Bro. you play <laughs> <laughs> White People love This Is How We Do It. Like, they love they it. love that record. They love it. I did when I was in Jamaica, I did that for karaoke because I know it's gonna hit every It hits time. every time. I you know, know what? It. The funny thing is you can have a silent room. Nothing's going on, right? But as soon as they hear this is how we do it. Everybody, man. <laughs> White people, man, love it, man. It's I between did not uh, realize that this. and uh, Return of the Mac. Those songs are like, I don't know how they're going to forever. We're going to hear those songs till we die. Because Oh, yeah, my God. Uh, shout, shout out. 
Shout out to that account that put uh, Return Over the Mac over Claudio coming out of Forbidden Door. That was great. <laughs> yeah. That was good. <laughs> it was amazing. I love it. Um, yeah, they're saying Denise is going to have uh, Taylor Swift playing. Of course, Denise is going to have uh, Taylor Swift playing. Yeah. If I don't hear Love Story tonight, I will be fucking shocked. All right. <laughs> I know for a fact. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I'm like, who? That was like her first big hit. The. Uh, I, I can picture the melody. I don't know the lyrics because, like, genuinely, I don't know um, Taylor Swift songs like that. But I know that that was uh, her first big hit, right? Um, uh, is that that be at, before or after Kanye? That was <laughs> that was that year. That was the. I know. Yeah, Kanye told me everything I needed to know. I don't fuck with a lot what a Kanye says, but he was saying it then. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, he was wrong then. I think he made himself look stupid, but he did Will Smith. Like you shouldn't be on stage, bro. Like get off the stage. Kanye, man. Kanye's had some some weird <laughs> weird moments, man. Yes, he has. Uh, um, is that even the name of the song? You guys know the song I'm thinking of, chat, right? Like. Um, the the one that mentions like Juliet, like I I I don't know. Um, no bro, idea. You... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was right. It is it is a uh, love story. Is the one I'm thinking like of. Juliet. No, no. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that that's the song that was like her most. That was the hit that like sent her over the top. Yeah, everybody's like, yes, that is love story. Okay, mm-hmm. that's that's the song I'm thinking of. I'm telling you, if I don't hear that tonight, I will Some be shocked. Weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. this would be like... See, it's hard because there are a lot of Mariah Carey songs that I would go for. Because I was like, always be my baby. But that's kind of a breakup song in that she's talking about, you know, I still feel for this person even after we're not together. You will always be a part of me, yeah. Yeah, so I I wouldn't necessarily play that at a wedding. I mean, like, fantasy would probably be my go-to just because that gets people dancing, and it's also my favorite Mariah Carey song. We Belong Together is Slow Dance. We Belong Together, but even still, that's kind of a breakup song. song. Yeah, yeah, the idea is that we're not together, but I feel like we should be. (laughs) Uh... Yeah, I don't know. Love Mariah, though. That's all I've been listening to the entire time I've been in California. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how, how does that how does that not surprise me? Mm-hmm. It shouldn't. I uh, actually, you know, what was funny was I got in the mood for um, because we are in the twentieth anniversary of the Mariah Carey album Charm Bracelet, uh, and. I, I guess last thing I'm going to talk about here. So that album came out end of 2002. So we're coming up on the 20th anniversary of it. That album was panned by critics. And I never understood why until I got older. But, you know, Mariah was, in, for a long time, she was kind of queen chameleon, right? Where she had this ability to appeal to black audiences and white audiences. Where mm-hmm. she could do two different versions of a song, of the same song. And have a version that played on BET and a version that would play on MTV. And black audiences knew one, white audiences knew the other. And then she came out with Charm Bracelet. And Charm Bracelet was her first album where like she didn't do that. Where the second track is a track with Cameron. And I remember like critics are like, What is this? Like, this isn't the Mariah Carey we know. <laughs> like, they're like, where's the version that doesn't have this? <laughs> and and then the the 
third track on the album's got, or maybe it was the fourth. Uh, it had uh, Freeway and Jay Z, and produced by Just Blaze. And I feel like critics were like, "Again, what is this? Where are the ballads? Where is?" Uh... <laughs> Mariah's like, "Nah, bro, I'm in these streets." Yeah, it's, it's like uh, it's like she got a song. She the first people always remember Obsessed as the first time she did a diss track on Eminem. But Charm Bracelet also has the first diss on Eminem, which was uh, she has a song called Clown. Um, and the whole song is her talking about her regrets giving somebody the time of day. And people figured out a years later that it was Eminem, where the opening line is, I should have left it at, I thought your music's pretty good. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's like the opening line, right? But like, mm. it's a very... It's a very R&B, hip-hop album, Charm Bracelet was... And I think people weren't prepared for that at the time because they're like, nah, Mariah does ballad. She does all that. And it's got one ballad. It has um, Through the Rain. But after that, it is like, nah, here's Cameron on the second track. Here's, uh, here's, <laughs> here's Free. Yeah, here's Hove. It's featuring all of these <laughs> artists that I think people were like, what? what? We expected those to be on like the remix. Like, you know, you did Honey with Puff Daddy and all of that on the remix, but. You can't. You left the other version for us, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we didn't have that anymore. So I listened to the whole album yesterday, and I was like, "No, this album is still dope. It's still <laughs> it's very 2002. I'll say this: it's very 2002. Freeway is one of those artists who does not hold up with time at all. Mm-hmm. Um, his shit. No, Freeway does not hold the up. Hot at shit. All. What we what? what we do bangs. Freeway. Free, can't take what, what we, we do. do. What we do is crazy. What we look, do is crazy. His verse mm-hmm. on, on two words? What? On two words look, is crazy. Look, yeah, let me tell you. That. I listen to it and I think this is good. But if this came out today, I think people might find it a little corny. And oh, okay, that verse might. But Freeway as an artist, Freeway is wild underrated in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah, I don't know. I think that... Um, like I think about what, what we do for WrestleMania in uh, Philadelphia. Like I said, it's two words. It's crazy, bro. Yeah, no, I, I love two words. I think that's a great song. Um, except for like the right. only line I hate in that Mike, song. He's like, slide through your hood like a javelin. Like, <laughs> like that whole his whole flow is so, like his whole flow in hindsight is corny. Uh but it's I know, I know, I know, I know. I know, I can see the chat uh, lighting up already and they're like what freeways freeway, 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 Philadelphia freeway. I, mean, I, I know we uh I made the put on a beat uh joke a few weeks yeah, ago. He, he but, never nah, freeway's dope, man. But yeah, he's dope. <laughs> I know they're like, Don't you bad mouth freeway will Philly represent yeah. Look, I like Freeway. I'm not Philly saying Dwight, that I don't Dwight. like Freeway. I just... You know how, like... No, I can't even say the statement I'm about Beep to say. Never mind. Me. I'm about to play Rock the Mic after this, man. He was going off. No, Rock Shout the Mic is another too. one. That's a classic. Look, I, I like Freeway. It's just that his flow feels very 2003-2006. Where, well, like... I know, I know. I'm what I that's what I'm saying here. I'm saying nah, it's good, but I feel like nah. if his stuff came out today, I think people would slander it. Yo, no, are, are I think you, it'd be are, the opposite. Have you heard music today? It's awful. Nah, are are you saying you're? you're I mean, there's a whole... part of us that's just like old. I recognize that. Yes, it is. But there's a piece that. of us. There's a piece of us that's just like in our thirties, where like. That. <laughs> 
Wait a minute. 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 As the oldest guy on this podcast, I'm not about to let you try to get me out of here like that. Come on, man. Wait a minute. We are. Look, dude, I hate to say it, but we are in our late 30s. Yeah. I guess I still have a little bit of time. I'm still 34 for another few months. But we're in our late 30s, man. Like, I got called sir the other day, and I was like, yeah, that's it. I still get I still get young men a lot, so you mm. know, I, I'm like I'm not a young man anymore. I'm done. That's, that's I'm up there. Uh oh, last super chat. Last I know you night. see it. <laughs> I know you see it. Oh no! Oh god, that's the end of the podcast. Nice to know you, Will Washington, <laughs> Philip Lindsay, Righteous Ranch for Grass. Everybody in the three one three. Skibbity doo, dibbity doo. Yo, Meryl. Meryl's cold, yeah. That was hella fun. Everybody in the 313. Yeah, no, no, we're not ending the podcast. Um, I'm sorry. Where is he on my top MCs list? Um, Oh, man, I make a lot of people mad with my takes, so. No, no, no. But then again, I make people mad with my takes all the time. If there's a top 100, he's up there. But a top 10, he's... Yo. What? What'd I say? Top 100? What'd I say? You said if there's a top, so if it's like top 10, top 20, you're not mentioning my man? I'm not putting Marshall in top 20. No. All right, folks. This has been a great long edition <laughs> of Grapsity. I'll just say, I'll answer that. I won't say in my, I won't say in my top 10 because I can't, I can't put him in my top 10 because there's no individual songs that I love enough to say. Right. That any of them go in my top ten. I mean, gotcha. look, we're I mean, talking Stan to industry. Stan is one of the greatest hip hop records ever. Let's let's be honest. Stan is. Yeah, one of the I, I, it obviously record. created a term we used on this show. We birthed the term, hundred percent. I I agree with that. Um, for me personally, I can name just off the top of my hand ten artists I like uh, without naming him. I can name twenty I like without naming him. Influence though, he's up there for sure. Nobody, like, can, nobody's question. saying he can't rap. Nobody is saying. No, that. I he think influence because you said rap. where does he rank in my top ten? Yeah, yeah. for my personal taste, yeah, he ain't, he ain't in my top ten. Honestly. Yeah, no, but he, he can rap and he has huge influence. Holy, but shit. influence, he's probably top five influence to right, be honest because mm-hmm. um, he influenced he, a generation. He, he there's a whole generation influenced by him. Yeah, easily in my personal yeah. top ten. Right, in my personal no. top ten, it's people in my personal top ten that people would try and get me out of here for. Like, yeah, definitely. Like personally, Doom is in my top ten because I mm-hmm. I love Doom. I like I'm a huge Doom fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people ain't putting Doom in their top ten. Right. Yeah. Oh, and uh, shout out to um, uh, to Lee Moriarty. Uh, we never gave him props for uh, that the, Doom mask. The oh, Doom mask. Man. We never got to bring that up on the show. That was so we did. Hard. I feel I like we did like the week he did it. Remember? Yeah. I don't remember us talking about it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, but whatever. That shit was hard. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah. No, he, man. Him taking the card this week. Nah. Beautiful. He took the card. Stoke. Him playing heel in the match. Oh, so good. Yeah. Love it. Hey, I, I, I'm going to say this as we wrap the show. Back. Uh, if you watched me on uh, on the Fightful Select edition of uh, of uh, Rob and Maggie, I'm yes. 
I may have dropped a little nugget about what the future of Grap City looks like. Uh, yes. And so we've got some stuff coming to select in August. It's going to be fun. Well, it's happening in August. Oh, cool. So we're going to do some more stuff. And it's going to be good. So we don't have to do four-hour podcasts. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, guys, we'll see you next time. Have a great day. Love y'all. Thanks, everybody.